0: Do not adjust your radio
1: dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order.
0: Tonight. You know what that means. It is time for the Water Podcast here on Shining Wizards Network. We got a few things to discuss tonight. After a night of dynamite and a rampage and all the fun stuff that's gone on this past week in the world of AEW,
2: so, we're here tonight, Ant Bunny and Ryan Schlong.
0: Howdy, Mark, Mark, K. It's the uh, two life crew. That's two for me, two for you. Here on the pod with you tonight. Uh, what's going on, Schlong? Not much. What's going on with you? You all right? You seem like you're distracted. No. Something's just... Uh... Something is slowing my computer down. I don't know what it is. Something's running. Like, there's a video playing in the background somewhere, and it's just slowing everything down. There it goes. Okay. I think we're good. Honestly, no distractions. I've got no sports on tonight that I care about. Uh, I don't have a hockey game to watch until tomorrow. Baseball team played this afternoon. Mm, I don't care about the Knicks, so I don't know. No distractions, Long. Well, there you go. Your
3: radio just seemed like I said it. The intro seemed a little distracted. I was Just making sure.
0: No, I feel I feel fine. No distractions, honestly. Uh, evening broadcast. Thanks for tuning in, down under. I'm sure. Uh, listen, Schlong. My whole knowledge of Australia is uh, has just been refreshed since we watched. Uh, we watched Crocodile Dundee when we were on our trip to Baltimore and uh, D.C. and Philly. I know it's down under. That's what I know. That's about it. Call that a knife? This is a knife. Yeah, and they have big knives. Huge. Um, so what's been going on, Schlong? Anything interesting in your world?
3: Not much. Any boring, normal week? I kind of fell asleep right before dynamite. So I was surprised I even saw the show.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I'll say this. um, It was sort of like a mid episode for me. Um, There was good stuff in it. Don't give me that look. There was definitely good stuff in it. I had good matches. Yeah, but you know what? Maybe it was this. Maybe you're going to turn me, Mr. Positivity Ryan Schlong, maybe you're going to turn me tonight because um, maybe it was just the crowd seemed dead. Like, the crowd definitely seemed dead tonight, right? Uh, yeah, they were a little off. I, I will say that. They they were a little, little quiet. Um, it, it was Florida. Maybe they were just all on bath salts.
3: Yeah, I don't. They're just too worn down with wrestling. They get too much AEW.
0: I guess. I mean, this is Fort Lauderdale, so I don't know. Well, I enjoyed the show. I thought it was good. We'll talk about it. We definitely got stuff to talk about. We'll touch on Rampage. I'm sorry, Rompage. Um, as uh, as that happened Saturday night, um. Because of basketball. They're also getting displaced again this week. um, With uh, basketball again. Because fucking TNT. So that also doesn't give me a good feeling, Schlong. If all these Saturday night show rumors are true. Because the rumors are it's Saturday night. It's two hours. Uh, and it's on TNT. So like, what are they going to do when this shit happens again? They're going to displace it?
3: What displace which? The new show or
0: Rampage? The Sat, uh, the Saturday show. Do they have a lot of basketball on Saturday? Like, does TNT have a lot of basketball on Saturday? I don't know, but they got the, they got hockey, right? Don't they have hockey now? They do the March Madness tournament. You know, like it just seems like there's still a bunch of stuff that could displace it.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it just seems like. I'm trying to think if they have a lot of Saturday night sports on TNT, because they might not. That might be a dead slot for them.
0: Well, the tw- when this aired on August, uh, April 22nd, Jesus, uh, April 22nd, Rampage was on at 10 o'clock. That's a Saturday at 10 o'clock. And it was right after basketball. So that means basketball would have had to start at like 730 or 8 o'clock.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess if it's playoffs, so though, it's like the it's like the Westminster dog show back in the day.
0: Yeah, I guess, but I mean, I don't know. I just this whole it just seems weird. Again, there's nothing confirmed, but it's like a lot of heavy reports about that show being Saturday nights on TNT at eight o'clock, right? Or is it six o'clock? Who cares? They haven't given the time yet. It still just seems like a bad fucking idea to run anything on TNT right now because it just. This time of year, it seems like you're just gonna get displaced.
3: Yeah, but it's well, who cares? It's only this time of year.
0: I guess. I guess
3: it's a couple of weeks in this time of year, because after the first round, you get fewer games as it is.
0: Yeah, I guess, but not not during March Madness. March Madness, you always have a Saturday night until you get to like the Final Four. You know what I mean? Then it's yeah, like, but then Saturday, you then you
3: Friday. compare your 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 show with with the Saturday, with March Madness, and I'm sure AW and TNT would love that.
0: I guess, but then what happens to Rampage? Right? What happens if Rampage gets displaced on Friday? You gonna put it on at four in the afternoon? On a Friday?
3: I'm sure they will. They don't really seem to care about Rampage all that much.
0: It's just extra... I don't
3: know. I don't don't think... I'm not worried about it being on a Saturday. I'm really not. We'll have to see.
0: It would have been great if they put it on TBS at 8.05. Right? Was that Or was it 6.05? It was uh, 6.05. Sorry. 6.05.
3: But who knows? They might. That part of the rumor could be wrong.
0: Saturday at 6.05 on TBS. Throwing it all the way back would be awesome.
3: I mean, that's the thing, too, is that. It- if we're talking. Oh, you're just preempted. They could also just move the show around. They can move it on TBS when they have something on TNT. That
0: that also it just makes me wonder why they don't do that now. You know what I mean? Like when Rampage can't take place in its normal spot, why don't they just move it to TBS instead of showing reruns of goddamn, you know, uh, young Sheldon and uh, you know, fucking Justice League or some Batman vs Superman bullshit. Maybe Shazam. I, to, I don't know. I I couldn't tell you that. They love Shazam.
3: But it just seems. I don't know.
0: Well, we'll worry about it when eventually we get like real, uh, real news on that show. But so Schlong, you said nothing new going on in your world, right? Nope. How about for yourself? I uh I started coaching t ball this week. That's that was like hurting cats.
3: Oh, that that had to be tons of fun.
0: It wasn't as bad as I thought it could be, but I definitely was not uh not prepared. Uh by the way, Shlong cuz I know the people care, especially Asian Joe. Uh where's the Celsius? Right here, buddy. This is for my uh this is for my second half pickup cuz I know we got stuff to discuss. I'm hydrating with some splendid Gatorade zero right now. I do love Gatorade.
3: I'm hydrating with propel made by the same company.
0: Hey, look at that Gatorade zero and propel. We love it here on the Mark order podcast. You know, synergy. I mean, I love it because, uh, you know, it's five calories. There's a uh, zero sugar, uh, only two carbs, but you need some carbs. You know what I mean? To, uh, To make sure you're getting everything in you need that you've expelled, because I've expelled so much sitting on the couch, uh, you know, watching television.
3: I have zero calories, but I know I have fake sugar.
0: Uh, Well, I mean, you know,
3: I'm sure there's there's fake sugar in this. Yes, this is zero added sugars, but I know they have that uh, fake sugar shit in here. Yeah,
0: I'm sure it does here, too, but I love it. It tastes great. And uh, you know we're we're getting that ad revenue. Tell them you heard about it here on the Mark Order Podcast. But yes, my Celsius. Oh, All
3: You heard them about us. That's right, awesome.
0: That's right. Uh, but I do have the Celsius here to go uh, in the second half hour. Still doing the uh, non-carbonated green uh, peach mango green tea. And for those who don't remember, it's uh, zero sugar, gluten free, it's kosher, non-GMO, and it's vegan. It uh, you know gives me the pickup I need. It's got essential energy, accelerates metabolism, helps burn body fat. It's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So um, anyway, Schlung, I did start coaching T-Ball for uh, Kitty Money this week. Yeah, I've upgraded from Baby Money to Kitty Money. Um, so Kid Money uh, started T-Ball. Uh, there are seven players on the team. Which I think I griped about here before because they told me how important it was to have me, you know, volunteer to manage enough teams to go around. And there wouldn't be, uh, or not everybody would get a chance to play all the time because there wouldn't be enough teams. So there's seven on the team. And um, it was pretty good. Uh, I uh, showed up at the field, all the kids were there. So that was great. Um, all everybody wanted to do was swing bats. And I was like, please don't do that. I can't get sued. And then, um, it was like, uh, we were away schlong. So we were batting first. And one of my assistants who I I didn't know previous to this goes, what's the order? And I was like, shit order. (laughs) I didn't even think about a batting order. And then, uh, once, once we finished, you know, every it's T ball. So everybody bats around, you know what I mean? You bat around the last kid runs all the way around. It's a home run, whatever. Um, then we get in the field and it's, where's everybody playing? Fuck my life. I didn't think about that either. So of course we're just sticking kids wherever and obviously schlong. There's no outfield because they're just not drilling the ball to the outfield. Um, but I will say this: Um, there was a young a young kid on the uh, on the other team. I want to check his birth certificate because there was a kid who seemed really, really good for five and six years old. Like he almost hit it over the fence, and it's a t-ball field, so the fence isn't like two hundred feet, right? But I mean. This kid was also before the game when they were sort of just like tossing around on the field and like, you know, doing little things to warm the kids up. This kid was throwing lasers from third base to first base. I I truly mean it Schlong. lasers. Yeah,
3: but he can't tell his left from his right. So I think it all evens out. All right. I guess I guess you're right. I think he's a ringer.
0: I think Marky Mark. Oh,
3: because there's a lot of money to be made in T-Ball.
0: There is a ton. There are 17 games, so
3: and you're betting uh, on each one,
0: all of them. And if I listen, you'd better be taking the over. You'd better be taking.
3: Well, the over. I I do prop bets, like will every player get to bat, and I always say yes.
0: That's a good bet to take. Um, I'll say this though: as the game went on, uh, we did like three innings. As the game went on, um, you know, like kids were sort of getting more used to it, you know. Uh, the other thing, Schlong, I'll tell you the most difficult part of the whole thing. After the game, you know, we were in the field last, right? So after the game, I gathered the kids on the pitcher's mound. I was like, everybody did a great job. You know, our first game, you know, we did great. You guys hit great. You guys played the field great. Now let's tell the other team that they did great and they had a, you know, it was a good game. So let's line up and high five them. And so the lining up part was pretty difficult, which I found weird because they should all be in school. Right. So you figure lining up is a regular thing, but uh, we eventually get them in the line and I grabbed the other coach and I'm like, Hey, can we line them up and say good game? I figured that's something you should do. Right. Like I remember doing that as far back as, as you know, I yeah. played games. Um, and he seemed like, Oh, okay. We're going to, we're going to do that. Um, so he lined them up and they had no concept. There was no concept. We were and I was like, here, just watch what I do. And I walked in front and I good game high five. Good game high five. And that was more difficult than anything else we tried to accomplish on the field on either side. The post game good game high fives. They just couldn't do it? That was a difficult concept. They did not understand it.
3: But all in all it was- they, they- Too competitive. They don't want to acknowledge their opponents even exist. That's it. That's it.
0: But all in all, it was a good first game. Hopefully, we'll be better for game two coming up this Saturday. Schlong, there are 17 total games. I can't make half of them (laughs) because of my work schedule. Do they They know that they do? I told them, I was like, you guys didn't tell me the schedule. I thought it was all Saturdays. I can't, I work in New York. So, um, Oh, they're not all Saturdays. They're also weeknights. Dude, there are weeks where they play a Tuesday and a back to back Wednesday. And then a Saturday, the last week of games. It's Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. A lot of games for T-ball. Well, the the other thing, if they get rained out, they don't reschedule. So I guess it's like, you know, since they're not right. And it looks like this weekend will probably get washed out. They're calling for rain. So uh, that was an interesting point in my week, Schlong, the T-ball experience. I didn't get hit with any bats. Or any balls. So that was good. I was afraid I was going to get hit with a bat. If you showed
3: up. Like, giant black eye because a bat went across. I, I don't know if I could stop laughing.
0: Like Britt Baker, just yeah. with a giant black those eye. Those kids are brutal, man. They just they just tossed those bats around. I was just nervous, man, because all they wanted to do was play with the bats. And I was like, oh, please, no. Um, uh, you know, just uh, put the bats down. You can't be touching the bats. So, anyway... That's that's my interesting thing of the week. This I got nothing else interesting going on. Just T-ball started up, and I'm gonna miss half the games. Too bad I can't be a player coach. Then you'd really be a ringer. My birth certificate says I'm 12. You'd still be too old. Uh six. Sorry, six. Well, sorry. There you go. Um anyway. So Shlong, why don't we talk a little bit about uh about Rompage. It was on Saturday night. uh, And there were some good matches. Um, We had John Moxley defeating Christopher Daniels. uh, And uh, basically, um, Daniels goes to sleep and Moxley wins, so Mox breaks the hold when the bell rings and he shakes Daniels' hand after the match in a show of respect. But it honestly was... He was disrespectful the whole time, so
3: I don't get. Mox is just disrespectful anymore. I don't know what happened. His respect just went
0: away. Mm. I got an idea. Sorry, I was swallowing my delicious Gatorade Zero Fruit Punch. Um. He de- never got to take his fishing trip. You know what? I think the whole
3: BCC needs to just go on a fishing trip. I think it would solve everything.
0: Now, do you think they should go away together like a retreat or should they well, take separate vacations and get back together when they come back?
3: Uh, at first I was going to say go to way together like a retreat, but Danielson likely would not like fishing because of his whole vegan thing. So separate vacations, each needs to just go find themselves.
0: What if Danielson went magnet fishing? Do you know about magnet fishing? You just fish magnets out of the water. Schlong, do you really not know about magnet fishing? No. Okay, it's actually uh, it's I guess it's sort of big on TikTok and some of the other social channels, but it is a thing. So these people get these really strong fucking magnets. They tie it to a rope, and they throw it into the water. Like usually, it's over a bridge or around like a populated area, right? Like a big sort of like running water, not just a pond but they throw it in and then they drag it back. Like after they sort of feel it hit sort of bottom or hit something you drag it back and you see if you pull anything magnetic out of the water. Some of the things like you see people, you know, get like a steel toed boot, you know, or a couple of times saw people pull knives out of the, out of the body of water. Uh, One time somebody hooked a shopping cart
3: Danielson would dig that because then he's cleaning up the earth. Mm -hmm. Like Marky Mark says catch and release. Danielson would be against catch and release. He'd find it cruel.
0: Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't think he wants to inflict any pain on the poor poor fish. He would do magnet, though. I'm with you there. That'd be like cleaning up the water. Okay, Okay, so they go
3: on a group magnet fishing trip.
0: Yeah, I think that's how you could do it. They're cleaning up the earth. They're not, you know, hurting any fish. That they can see if that magnet hits a fish on the way down, it's not your fault. But anyway, yeah, I'm with you. I like. They it. need to take a vacation. Take a vacation. Um, Mark Sterling and Jade Cargill are interviewed backstage. They say Tay Valkyrie will be uh, disqualified if she uses the Road to Valhalla against Cargill in her TBS title match. We sure will talk about that as we get into the second half of this show. Uh, and then the Hardys, hook and Isaiah Cassidy come out to the ring. Jeff says he's worked really hard to return to AEW and the crowd sort of chants Welcome back to him. And he thanks them, but says that the smallest thing, uh, for him to do, or or the smartest thing, excuse me, for him to do is retire from screwing up. Oh, schlong. He swerved all of us and he wants to spend the rest of his career in AEW. And, uh, Matt wants to talk about the firm deletion but he's interrupted by Stoke on the video screen. And Stoke wants to know more details about the firm deletion match. And Matt says he'll let them know when their time, when the time is right. So the firm ambush, the baby faces from behind Ethan page drops Cassidy with the ego's edge, big bill and Lee Mariarty drag him up the ramp, but the Hardys run them down with chairs. So schlong, I guess we are going to get like some sort of deletion match. I wonder if they're going to do one of these pre-taped gimmicks, maybe, uh, around uh, all uh, not all out, I'm sorry, uh, double or nothing.
3: Yeah, I think you're going to. You're going to get a probably double or nothing. I loved Stoke just look like on the big screen as they're getting beat down with that smile on his face, like he was overlooking it, just such a funny imagery.
0: Yeah, it was good. It was very good. Uh, Shlong jumping back real quick. Marky Mark Kayfabe said uh, What's that thing where you go knee deep in a river and catch catfish with your bare hands? That's noodling. And um, he says he thinks Claudio would be awesome at that. Yes, I believe that is noodling. Is in fact noodling. There you go. See, I know things. I know some things. Uh, we recap the Jericho Outcast attack on Adam Cole. We'll talk about that later. Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes cut a promo saying they're going to be back together in tag team action next Friday. So we'll see that this week. As we said, Rampage this week is going to be at 5.30 p.m. So once you clock out of work, if you work nine to five, you can pretty much turn on
3: working TNT. nine
0: to five. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. You can't set me up for that. And not I know. I'm, at, I'm just saying I knew it was coming. Uh, let's see. Anna, uh, I'm sorry. Julia Hart defeats Kira Hogan. Uh, and Anna Jay runs in after the match is over. She brawls with Hart in the middle of the ring. Security's uh, security and referees break it up. Uh, Christopher Daniels gets interviewed backstage and he says he's sick of losing. That's when the BCC roll in, but Daniel says the wrong thing. So Mox attacks him again, super disrespectful. And he rams his head against the lockers. Mox tells us the BCC aren't the ones who've changed. It's everyone else who's lost their minds. Shlong, here's a second thing I have maybe for you. Here's a here's a second maybe conspiracy theory. Is it C, early onset CTE? No. OK, took you a long time to get to that answer.
3: I wanted to give it proper thought and okay. really I just thought it was funny to take a while to just go with the straight. No.
0: Okay. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> uh, FTR, Jeff Jarrett and Jay lethal defeat slim J and the varsity athletes. Mrs. Money, not very happy about that. She was just happy though, to get a little eye candy out of her varsity athletes. Um, so there's some miscommunication between, uh, Dax and Jeff, and um, they survive, and Jeff Jarrett hits the stroke on Tony Nice and motions to Dax for the pin, which he does. Poor, poor trainer Coach Nice just eating pins in AEW. Uh, Briscoe runs out after the match and tries to keep the peace between everybody. Uh, Bandito challenges Orange Cassidy tonight. They sort of told us that. And then we go to the video package for the main event. That's El Hijo de vikingo versus Drillistico for the triple A mega championship and uh uh Vikingo uh defeats Drillistico uh in of course a crazy goddamn match. Um and then uh after the match LFI return uh to the ring and beat the shit out of Vikingo um and stand tall over him as Rampage goes off the air. I'm sorry, Rompage goes off the air. So um you know that was that was something I failed to mention too by the way is that um uh LFI and Preston Vance sort of attacked Vikingo uh during the match they were ejected uh so that's when they returned but uh interesting Schlong that they that that clearly like they're setting something up with Vikingo to continue here on AEW television he is not under contract
3: He is not but they he, I think he's doing like a his like North American run. And I think AEW with the relationship with triple A is probably the best. So like, makes sense. He's only here for a short period of time. Load up his matches.
0: Yeah. I don't disagree. It's just interesting to see them putting so much, um, so much into him. Um, maybe they're, you know, trying to sort of when his contract is up with triple A sort of coax him, um, you know, to sign with them. Cause you'd think they would want to sign him, but, that was Rompage Schlong. So, uh, anything you would like to mention specifically about Rompage that you thought that was, was a
3: decent show for the, you know, for being at Saturday random Saturday night time slot. I liked it. I, I had fun. Mox Daniels was good. Vikingo was really fun to watch. And that was a good time.
0: Apparently, they said these that it did better Saturday night at ten o'clock than it did the previous week on a Friday. What like nine thirty? I don't think it did looking at the numbers. On. I don't know. I thought I read that that's what happened, but who knows? It doesn't matter. It's just added programming for for fucking TNT and Turner. or Exactly, never mind. Whoever. So, uh yeah, Rampage there was a lot on Rampage that sort of led into tonight. So, um we are going to uh get to Dynamite shortly here. <clears throat> and uh, we always take a break. We're going to take one because I do need to stretch my legs and get uh, get myself set up with my second-half drink schlong, my peach mango tea Celsius. So why don't we step aside? We also want to tell everybody about uh, the other great programming here on the Shining Wizards Network uh, because, you know, our buddies in the broadcast are checking us out. Uh, Matt, who is here with us sometimes, uh, is part of the Shining Wizards, Uh, 30 Screams or Less, uh, you know, Radioactive Metal, Uh, all these shows, fantastic shows and more part of the Shining Wizards network. And if you weren't sure about what shows are part of the network, well, listen here and we'll be right back after this break.
1: Thank each and every one of you for tuning in every Monday night to listen to The Shining Wizards. If you'd like to continue to support us outside of listening, we've got a few ways for you to do that. If you shop at Amazon, go over to amazon.shiningwizards.com, do your shopping as usual, and when you make your purchase, a little bit of that purchase price will go back to support the show. If you like to wear t-shirts, merch.shiningwizards.com will take you to our Pro SMT t store, where we've got over a dozen great designs from over 11 years of professional wrestling podcasting. You can become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast, where each and every week we call out your name as one of our show producers, and the more you support us, the more things that you're entitled to receive, and believe me, they are fantastic. If you can't support us monetarily, if you don't shop at Amazon, that's absolutely fine. Continue to listen to us wherever you listen to us on the World Wide Web, and make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Doesn't cost you anything, helps us out, and we can continue to bring you the love fest that
2: If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron. For the audio mosh pit that is radioactive metal, here on the Shining Wizards Network. Well, the action is underway! What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast
1: or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass
2: heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots.
0: The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking
1: for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on The Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15pm Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will
2: find you. I'm Kevin Rowe. I'm Al Day,
1: and we're a couple of down-under-pounders that co-host Rogue Day Dots, an action figure collecting podcast where we talk about, well, just about anything that tickles our fancy at any given moment. We're grumpy old men, and sometimes people get on our nerves, and when you get on our nerves, guess what? You get off the lawn.
2: Get off my lawn, asshole!
1: We also go on a little bit of a mission go back and we're grading every wrestling figure line that's out there i'm talking ljn's i'm talking jacks i'm talking hasbro's who doesn't like a little hulk plex?
2: it's a gorilla brain wrestling podcast production found on
1: the shining wizards network
2: i'm duke bags and together we are the co-hosts of your duke road you want to hear about some terrible wrestling shows we got you covered well we talk about good ones too we're currently talking about the death
1: of the- i know what we're fucking talking about sometimes we get uh guest spots like from the taskmaster i like to uh i like to listen to the Euro duke and rope podcast. they're uh funny guys that uh, i like when they I like when they talk about the, the, the Nard's Plows. I like Nard's Plows. It's, uh, it's a good move. And uh, I like the Dungeon of Doom. You know, sometimes, sometimes, I, I call my butt the Dungeon of Doom. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Oklahoma. Let me tell you a little bit about my favorite wrestling podcast. All right. It's a podcast with two men. Two men, Duke Banks, Kevin Rhodes. They talk about professional wrestling. It's a man's sport. All right? And who better to talk about a man's sport than Duke and
2: Oklahoma. once in a while, Vince Russo time, Bro,
1: oh, you piece of shit! If you're not listening to the Duke and Road podcast in the back with the boys, you piece of shit, I don't know what you're doing. It's, uh, you got a slide one in there? If you're a man. If you're a man. You're talking about something only a man can do. I'm gonna slide one in there. Bro, take the time to slide one in there. All right, bro, you piece of shit, slide one in there. A Gorilla Brain Wrestling podcast production that you can find on the Shining Wizards Network.
0: All right, we are back here on the Mark Order podcast and before we move on, we just want to Plug a few things. Be sure to follow us on our socials at Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all over the place. And uh, we got a couple ways you could support us. Obviously, by following us on social, it helps support us, uh, you know, subscribing on YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, if you'd like to show your support in a free way, you can go over to our link tree. In our social profiles and uh get some free stickers all you have to do is click the button to request free stickers and uh give us your full name your full mailing address the country you live in and your email in case i have to ask you questions about your address uh and uh, we'll send you out some of these free mark order podcast stickers uh as soon as we can get them in the mail um so that's one way you can support us for free And then the other way you could support us, uh, you know, if you'd like to spend some of your hard-earned dollars on us, is head over to our Pro Wrestling Tees store and pick up one of our fine t-shirts. You could hit that link in our link tree. You can go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkOrderPod, or you could just go to Pro Wrestling Tees and search for Mark Order Podcast, and our store will pop right up. We've got four shirts up, uh, two front prints, two double-sided print t-shirts. So if you'd like to spend some dollars on us, We greatly appreciate it. Uh, And um, yeah, I don't really have much more to say about that. Shlong, I do have one thing to say. I know we've been talking, I know we've been talking a lot about the beverages we drink, right? The Celsius, the Gatorade, the polar, but Shlong, you know, you know that, you know, I had uh, some, some stomach surgery earlier or late in 2022 an important thing for me is getting in uh, enough protein into my diet because I really need to focus eating, on eating protein. And I can't always sit down and eat a full meal, but you know what I can eat on the go? I can eat some protein bars. You know what I really love, Schlong?
3: What do you really love, Ant?
0: I really love these uh, protein bars by one. Now... These one protein bars are fantastic. They taste good. They've got like 20 grams of protein and like one gram of sugar, uh, you know, like 20 to 25 carbs. They're like, uh, and like between 200 and 230 calories. Really good for exactly what I need. Schlong. They also come in great flavors like birthday cake, s'mores, chocolate chip cookie, uh, maple glazed donut, Shlong, I fucking love them, and we're not sponsored by them. But if they want to sponsor me, I will continue.
3: I feel like half of what we're doing now is you
0: figuring out if you can get to sponsor us for Shlong. things you enjoy. Shlong, I'm trying to get us some ad dollars. Okay, I'm trying to get us. Yeah, some... We're giving. Why would they pay us when we're giving it away for free? This is going to be the only time I talk about it until we get paid for it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. We've been talking about Celsius week after week. The hope is that we get picked up. That's an easy one. Uh, The protein bar for free. Well, listen, all I'm saying is if you're looking for a great protein supplement, a bar to eat, uh, you know, pick up one of these one nutrition bars. They're fantastic. I personally, my favorite is the maple glazed donut. I do like the birthday cake. I do like the s'mores. They have a peanut butter cup, you know, chocolate peanut butter. That's a good one. Great flavors. And great sound like
3: great flavors. Great I'm gonna to doubt the their ability to taste like the things they say they taste like. But
0: Schlong, I'll say this compared to some of the other ones out there, they are very tasty.
3: Cause, Cause that is usually the problem with the protein bar.
0: They are very tasty and they don't have that protein grainy taste, at least to me. You know what I mean? Like, remember power bars back in the day? Those things okay, blew. Yeah. they blew. Uh, these things are way better. It's more. It's like eating a candy bar more than a protein bar.
3: I mean, I'd prefer just eat the candy bar.
0: Who wouldn't? But that wouldn't give me the protein I need in my diet to continue to fuel my weight loss and to build lean muscle. Give me the candy bar. Okay. Anyway, Shlong, why don't we talk about uh, Dynamite tonight? because there were quite a few things that happened and i need you to turn the tide on me i need you i need you to tell me why this was maybe a better show than i think because it just seemed flat for me i don't disagree that what we got advanced some stuff and we continued to tell stories i don't know if it was the crowd or or what it just it seemed flat to me but turn me as we talk through the show how's that okay
3: okay I will turn you each segment at a time
0: okay now I'll say this too just off the top um I did notice that it looked like remember last week we were saying they were maybe trying some different production shots and stuff like that didn't see so much of that this week but I did notice uh we're not talking about the Dax Jeff Jarrett match yet but I did notice that Dax's entrance, they were doing a different lighting cue in the ring. Did you see that? It had like it, these patterns in the lights and stuff like that. I'd never noticed that. Have they been doing that? And I just haven't been paying attention.
3: I honestly don't know.
0: I don't know. I really <laughs> make attention myself, so I can't tell you. I just noticed it tonight for the first time. It almost looked like, uh, I don't know, like there were swirls or like, you know, it almost looked like, you know, almost like a tie dye thing. Well, that's kind of his color. So maybe that's been what they're doing. I don't know. Who knows? But, uh, you know, from a, from a production standpoint, not terrible tonight except for the fact that threw it to Renee at one point point. you couldn't hear what she was saying. But let's talk through the start of the show, Schlong. We open up with Bandito versus Orange Cassidy for the AEW International Championship. Now, Schlong, to those who maybe don't remember because it's been a while since we've seen him, Bandito is all elite. I believe what had happened was he was having visa issues, and I think it's all worked out now, and he's here, and we're probably going to be seeing more of him now that they have him back uh, in AEW.
3: I can't believe they wouldn't think he'd have visa issues. He's a bandit. It's true. I think they're going to try to keep him away. It's right in his name. He's a bandit. He's a bandito. What is a bandito? It's a bandit.
0: You know, and he wears a mask over his face at all times. So I'm sure if he's trying to enter the country and they said, sir, you need to remove your mask. He's probably said no. Oh, I'm on my way to rob a bank. Yeah. So they've all got it worked out now, though, apparently. And um, and he's here. So he had a match here with Orange Cassidy tonight. Now, Orange Cassidy uh, did uh, did retain. Uh, so no change in the title tonight. Post match, Orange Cassidy gives Bandito a pair of sunglasses and uh embraces him before raising his hand. So, um, it was very fun to see Bandito with those sunglasses on over his mask. Um, Bandito
3: has my favorite mask, by the way.
0: I agree, I say that every time me and Mrs. Money watch. I say he maybe has the coolest mask because it's that bandit mask covering his whole face.
3: Yeah, it is my favorite mask out of all.
0: Um, But he's great. He's just fantastic in the ring. And it was very good. Uh, You know, I thought it was really great to see him back in the ring. uh, And this was a good match for him. Now, um, I thought there was a chance. I honestly thought there was a chance that they'd make a switch here tonight. And I wouldn't have hated it if there was a switch. Because I think it it could be something that would be good to put on Bandito, right? But they didn't make the switch. That's fine. It's still on Orange Cassie. I'm just interested to sort of see where this championship eventually goes. And that's not going to be the first time you hear me say that tonight. Because there's another match coming up later. But I didn't hate this match. I thought it was highly entertaining. Uh, And uh, this is not anything that I thought was mid on this card. So what do you think, Schlong?
3: This was a very good match orange cassidy is a great wrestler bandito is a great wrestler slash bandit it was highly entertaining i knew orange Cassidy would win but there was always a seated doubt in my head that maybe bandito comes back and takes it the only reason i doubted bandito which is because i'm not sure like how much he's going to be around stuff like that until i see more consistency The difference between Orange Cassidy and the one you're going to name later in terms of wrestling belt is that I can see Orange Cassidy dropping this at any time. His is not a question of who, it's just when. Like who, like he there's they have enough of talent at that level that they could step in and anyone could grab that belt. And I'd be like, okay. So I don't feel like he's run out of challengers. I don't feel like and he wins differently, like he's not cheating or doing the same way every time his matches have different as much as people try to be like oh you know he gets beat up and then he comes back it's like no his matches have different feels if you watch it they each tell yep. a little bit different of a story like he was in control for a lot of this match and then he lost it for a little bit and then he got it back but yeah uh loved this match what an opener orange cassidy is one of the best out there i don't care what anyone says and bandito is a bandit
0: yeah i i agree with Everything you said there, Schlang. I I agree. It's not who, it's when they decide to pull it off him. And, and that's, I think, the difference here between this belt and the belt we see later get defended is the fact that essentially like this, the list of challengers for this belt is endless, right? Because it's an international title. So they can bring people over from. New Japan from AAA from from anywhere. We've seen them bring in, you know, outside people to challenge for this belt. Um, so I don't I don't hate it. I'm with you. It's just when they decide to, to make the move. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with Orange Cassidy next. But after this, they go backstage for Renee Paquette interviewing Adam Cole. And this is unfortunately we couldn't hear any of the lead in. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, she was interviewing Adam Cole. Thank you. Uh, And um, you couldn't hear what she was saying at the start, but they eventually get the sound going. And Cole says he's going to the ring to call Chris Jericho out tonight and show him exactly the mistake that he's made. And if he doesn't come down, he'll go find him. But Orange Cassidy rolls up and Bandito comes up behind him. And Orange uh, asks Renee if she's there to interview them after this match. And she says, no, she's. Getting to the bottom of what's going on with Adam Cole. And uh he he walk thank you. He walks off saying, Oh, and Bandito steps up and says, Oh. And we go to break. Um, so Oh, Schlong, oh it's magic. <laughs> you know. Schlong, this was the point. It was the point in the interview where um where I had turned to Mrs. Money after the orange Cassidy and uh And Bandito bit where I said, if they somehow figure out a way to turn Bandito into like a mini Orange Cassidy, I also wouldn't hate that. Like that would be the funniest thing in the world. It would be hilarious. Uh, But the main point of this, I did. I did like the the promo that Cole gave to what we would see sort of later on. Uh, We're seeing a different side of Adam Cole that we haven't really seen since he's returned. So. Uh, I did like it. Uh, I don't know if you have anything you want to add here.
3: Not for this. I have things to add later, but not for this.
0: Okay. We'll get to that later. But we get back from commercial and Darby Allen and Jungle Boy are being interviewed backstage. And Darby says that if Jack believes in the pillar stuff, he'll have his back. And Perry says that they had some harsh words. Um, uh, They did have some, some harsh words that they said last week. Uh, And it should have been nice if it was uh, it would have been nice if it was two of them this week. And Alan agrees because uh, he thinks he'd win. And Darby says he'll see him out there later tonight. So we're leading to that. Basically, the crux. I did a terrible job of explaining that. But basically, the crux long was that, you know, Darby says I shouldn't have been up in the rafters last week. I should have been there to save your ass because the way things went down was was bullshit. And he basically wanted Jack to agree to sort of have his back. So, uh, but they're still sort of at each other's throat, right? Because, um, you know, uh, Jungle Boy or uh, Darby thinks he's better. Jungle Boy thinks he's better. So interesting to see what will happen later on. Not sure if you want to add anything here when we get to later, slong.
3: Just go later.
0: Okay. We move on to uh Dax Harwood versus Jeff Jarrett. So clearly, this is coming off of uh everything that, that happened on Rompage. And Shlong, I will tell you this. I thought this match was the shits. Um I did not like this. Now I am I am I've been very honest here about not hating seeing Jeff Jarrett, and he had been pretty good in the ring not the case tonight I couldn't tell if it was the two of them not have sort of worked across from each other be you know any times before or if it was a mismatch here but like there were clearly moments where like like Dax Dax was standing up and then just like he hit the mat and allowed and held his legs up and allowed Jeff Jarrett to get him in like figure four position. Like it was bad, but just getting to the result. And then we'll get your take here. Jarrett wins by pinfall with the stroke that happens because, um, um, Oh my God. Can't remember his name, uh, with the pencil. Jesus Christ. Sanjay Dutt. Sanjay Dutt. Sorry. I'm thinking of eight different people. Sanjay Dutt interferes uh, and uh, allows Jeff Jarrett to get out with the win. Um, Post-match, that's when Sanjay gives Jarrett Dax's uh, tag team championship belt. He's kissing it like he won it. Uh, And clearly this isn't over. And we know that Friday night um, uh, Cash is going to fight Jay Lethal. That should be a better match. I did not like this schlong. This was bad to me.
3: Okay. Okay. Okay, but before you judge this, I need you to think about one thing and one thing only. Yes. How mad it must have made our co-host Kate. And that alone is worth everything.
0: But did it really make her mad, Long? Because if you remember, <clears throat> in the hierarchy... Of
3: tag teams.
0: Well, it should, it should trickle down to singles, right? You would think. It
3: should in theory, but she's weird like that.
0: Well, to remind the listeners, the hierarchy of tag teams for uh, for our our other host here uh, is uh, Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Big Gap, the Gun. No, oh, no, it's a mid, it's a small gap between mid- next,
3: those two. She said, and "Then it's a huge gap."
0: I thought she said Big Gap, Guns, Big Gap, everybody else.
3: I thought it was a small. Either way, it's it's those two are at her top. But I think
0: Clearly. that's only Lynch, as a team. All time. All time.
3: That is all time. I think that's only as a team, though. I think single, she's still not sold on Jarrett. So she's like, hey. So I take pleasure in her pain on this one. Uh Listen, it wasn't a great match. I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you this was a great match. I think Jarrett was a step be- behind. And I think Dax was struggling. And, and, I, and Dax is an amazing wrestler. I just think tonight he couldn't time Jarrett well like he couldn't yeah. time like like you said he, he I think he was setting up for moves thinking Jarrett would be there quicker than he was and I just think he couldn't time him that being said I don't mind the story listen I don't love this is like I don't want FTR in this feud long because I want them to have like a real tag feud but this feels very much like a couple weeks. Established like the first big tag feud for any champs is never a major one because you, you just can't risk it like you like you always give them like that warm up feud after they mm-hmm. win the belts and this is their warm up feud. This is their like, hey, yeah, we're going to give you an easy one and then we'll we'll start giving you the ones you really deserve. Uh, so I didn't hate this Dax loses singles. That's what he does. He he wins his tags. He loses singles. It wasn't a great match. I won't lie. But in the grand scheme of things, did very little damage to an awesome show. Every show has a downer. Every show needs a bathroom break. You found yours.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just I'm with you there. It just they were off. They did not do it together. So it is what it is. It's just surprising because Dax is such a good wrestler. Uh, And, you know, Jared has enough history in the ring. You would think this is a no-brainer passable match. I really I just think just... He couldn't time him. It just seemed like his timing
3: was off. Like Jarrett was moving a step slower than Dax was prepared for. And Dax couldn't figure out how to get back. How to get like how to get at times
0: so things look right. Well, let's move on from this because we were promised we'd hear from Tony Khan. Now, Schlong, it was not promised as a huge announcement or a special announcement. It was promoted as we would hear from Tony Khan. And, um, uh, you know, I didn't mind this announcement because, uh, of two things, one, what the announcement was, and I'm going to get to that momentarily and two, because this was a pre-taped sort of, uh, announcement by him which uh, I believe helped out greatly compared to the last special announcement where he was rambling like the cocaine bear. So so I think that for that reason it worked, but also... They didn't call this a huge sort of grand, uh, special announcement or huge announcement. It was just, we're going to hear from Tony. And I liked it because he let us know that the Owen Hart Cup is going to be returning to AEW. Now, for those who maybe don't remember, AEW started their partnership with Dr. Uh, Martha Hart and the Owen Hart Foundation last year. The Owen Cups, um, uh, the Owen Cup, uh, belts, uh, and the cup itself. We're awarded to Dr. Britt Baker, uh, D.M.D., and uh, Adam Cole for winning the Women's and Men's Tournament. And this is going to be the second edition, uh, and it's going to kick off with an opening ceremony at Double or Nothing on May 28th. And then matches are going to take place during AEW's summer tour of uh, Owen Hart's native Canada. Uh, And that's also going to include matches at uh, the AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door in Toronto. Um, And uh, what was cool is that uh, Tony Khan reminded us that it uh, honors Owen Hart's connections to New Japan because he had an IWGP title. Um, He also announced that the finals of the respective tournaments are going to happen in Owen Hart's hometown of Calgary when AEW debuts there on july 15th uh, that by the way for those who aren't looking at a calendar if you fast forward to july july 15th schlong saturday 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 saturday
3: saturday saturday saturday
0: so, looks like if they're doing a saturday show mm, if that's the first one that's a a nice hook for it but um It is cool that, uh, to me, it is cool that, um, this is happening through Canada, right? Um, it makes sense. And I think it's a nice announcement. It's not a huge announcement. It's not a special announcement. We were just going to hear from Tony Khan. So I wasn't a hundred percent sure what we were going to hear. This wasn't like, you know, earth shattering news, but it is for me, cool, especially cool. I think to the fans in Canada, to have that sort of specially announced that it's going to take place again. It's going to be basically happening throughout Canada as they spend their summer there. Um, and it's going to end uh, in, uh, in Calgary. So, um, so what'd you think about this Schlong? Uh from the presentation through the actual announcement?
3: I mean, it was better. Like you said, it was better than the last one where he looked really bugged out and just did not come off well. Clearly they need to do more of this style than the other style. They need to do this one where I'm sure he could do multiple takes if he screws up and they get edited a little bit better. Sure. Um, this made a lot of sense for the way they announced it and then what they announced. This is perfectly reasonable. You're, this is something, if you're going to hear from them, this is what I would expect that type of level. Uh, and I'm glad the tournament's coming back. I'm glad they're making a big deal of it again. And in Canada, it's going to be a big deal. So like, I expect a little more pomp and circumstance this time around than last year because of the canadian thing i think you're going to see more family not family Well, like get martha i I think you'll just see a little bit more of like the the extended stuff involved so i'm looking i'm really looking forward to it i think this is gonna be a lot of good a lot of fun and maybe it'll be on that saturday show
0: you know what what is also interesting to sort of think ahead to schlong now i don't i don't know anything about what bret hart's got going on right like if bret hart I believe maybe under a Legends contract with the WWE, uh, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, but it would be cool if they could find a way to maybe have Bret Hart there in Calgary for the final um, to help, you know, award the cup or the belts to the winners. To me, that would be like just such a cool thing to have, right? To sort of wrap this up for the second year. Again, I don't know what. Bret Hart's statuses, and I'm not doing the research right now, but um, but to me that would be nest a nice little cherry on top. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, he uh, that'd be great. I don't think he can, but I that would be really cool. Uh, he can go up and tell the young bucks how he hates that they slap their legs. So that'd be really
0: that'd be really fun. That would be great. Well, not if it's on a Saturday show where they may not be there. That's that's true. All right, long. Moving on, Wardlow. We heard we we had known we were going to hear from Wardlow, but Wardlow is apparently in action tonight versus uh, one of the local talents. Now, Shlong, I'm, gonna, I'm going to uh, sort of take a sidestep here for a moment because there was a comment made, made by Mrs. Money. And this is going to lead to something also that I'm going to mention after as we work through this. Shlong, Mrs. Money did say to me that she, Wardlow could get it, right? She's into Wardlow, but not without his little, uh, you know, uh, samurai ponytail. Doesn't like the haircut.
3: Really? I prefer the haircut. That's just me.
0: That's what she told me. But that's going to lead to some sort of second thing that I have here in the second half. Anyway. Uh, Wardlow makes quick work of uh, the local talent, and he hits the Powerbomb symphony, and we go out. But post match, Arn Anderson gets on the mic, and he tells him, he tells the uh, the young local talent to get an ice bath and drink a twelve pack. And he says, people have been wondering why he'd aligned with Wardlow. He says he's been in the business for forty years. He's figured out uh, who's who in the dressing room, and it's ironic that tomorrow's the NFL draft. And you get the number one pick and turn a team that's pretty good into a dynasty, or you could. And Wardlow is AEW's dynasty. Wardlow has a future, unlike anyone in the back, and he could put AEW on his shoulders and carry the company into the next millennium. But Arn tells him if, uh, you know, there's, there's some stuff he's going to have to agree with. Sometimes you're going to have to pull an eye out, wrench, uh, wrench a thumb or, or bite a thumb off, or crack a man over the head with a chair. Well, that's when Christian Cage and Luchasaurus come out. Shlong I'm going to pause there real quick. Well, actually, they come down to ringside while Cage's music is playing. There's no confrontation but a stare down. Luchasaurus doesn't necessarily want to leave when Cage goes to leave. So there's still this will-they-won't-they they thing going on. Schlong, so I also want to pause here real quick. Because Mrs. Money also made another comment. We all know... That she has a thing for Christian Cage. Um, but she said she's not really into the, the turtleneck and suede jacket thing anymore. She doesn't like the color of the jacket. So, Schlong, that's when something hit my brain. And I'm going to put it here. I'll put it here out on the air. I'm thinking. And maybe people can let us know if they think this would be a fun idea. But I pitched an idea to Mrs. Money. And Schlong, you tell me if you think this would be a good idea. Um, I pitched some bonus shows that we could do here. And basically, I would spend an hour per bonus show with Mrs. Money to do an AEW roster review. Because we've spent some time here, Schlong. Where we've talked about who's on the A squad, who's on the A boyfriend squad, who's on the B squad, who's on the C squad. We've never really kept track of it, according to the roster. They do have a roster page up now on AEW, you know, on All Elite Wrestling's website. So, Schlong, I'm thinking about doing some bonus shows. An hour with Mrs. Money. I I, I don't, I want to watch that. I don't want to be
3: on it. I want to watch that as
0: a No, no, no. Yes, that's, it would be me and Mrs. Money. I will say so far I'd go were you. Mm-hmm.
3: Mrs. Money's taste seemed to be very fickle. I can't, Suddenly she's man. out on Christian.
0: Schlong. I can't I can't get a bead on her taste. That's the problem. Cuz sometimes it's big meaty men and other times like this enhancement talent tonight, she was like, "Oh, he's he's cute." He's got a nice what bottom like do we know he's who he wayfish. was wayfish. No, I have no idea who it was, but he was way fish And that's the other thing, because sometimes <laughs> it's big burly dudes. Sometimes it's wayfish sort of uh, heroin chic dudes. Sometimes they're gothy. Sometimes they're older. I can't get a goddamn I can't get a read on it. But so that's he's why I like don't
3: Christian because he's wearing the wrong colors like that's very fickle to me.
0: Listen, I don't know why. I can't give a rumor. That's why I'm thinking we have to. Oh my God, Sloan might hit it out of the park with a title. The many men this is money.
3: Oh my God, Sloan might. You really nailed it. She she has to do the show now.
0: Schlong, I'm going to tell you something. She was into the idea. She was into the idea. And I told her it just would be an hour. And she was like, okay. But I said, but it would be like multiple episodes because we can't get through the whole roster in one show. We're going to stop. We're going to talk. I think we should do it.
3: I I think so, too.
0: Anybody listening, if you think that's a good idea, please let us know. Uh, When this goes up in podcast form, we usually have like a. We usually have something up like it says, what did you think of this show? Please let us know if you think that's a good idea. Maybe we'll put a poll up. There too, like with the, with the um with the podcast form, leave a comment on uh on the YouTube whatever. I think it's gonna happen. So anyway, Schlong, um, what did you? Yeah, a a few, a few yeses. All right, we'll take it. Um, so Schlong, uh, jumping back to the (laughs) the actual show. What did you think about this weird promo from Arn Anderson talking about gouging eyes and biting off thumbs uh, and this whole thing with Christian Cage?
3: Arn Anderson has entered the stage of old man where he just starts rambling, but somehow it's still, it's even scarier now because you're like, why is his mind going here? like he must have really gouged eyes and chewed off thumbs because he's so old he like how could he just think of that like it's that old man ramble i love it It, it's it doesn't make a lot of sense but i think it's hilarious just like when your grandfather starts telling a story would start telling a story of like weird shit, and you're like how the hell did we get what what you were doing to your car in 1943 well arne anderson tells the story but somehow in his story someone's dead on the ground so, I'm not exactly against it. I'm loving the Christian. Christian is the feud for Wardlow, but you use Luchasaurus as like the, you know, making right. things even. And I really appreciate that's the work of a good heavy where they aren't the threat. Like, they aren't the one who's actually going to be winning like t- challenging for the title but they're the one that makes things even because christian has still got some so much in him that like he he's the threat here he he's the one and he's clearly the mastermind and his his uh turtleneck jacket look is clearly to show like super intelligence that's the whole design there like the professor look. Uh, i'm dictating all this in my mind right here's my dinosaur that i brought back to life with my cloning technology out of amber you know that that whole thing. So right, I'm, I'm right, for, right. uh, like I said, the Arn Anderson. I like Arn Anderson with Wardlow. I think he adds something. I think Wardlow's promos were always. Wardlow's a good talker. It's not necessarily that I think Wardlow's promos were weak. I think they're trying to give Wardlow a a like a sense of danger that I don't think. Like it's weird. Like I think he. I just think they're like. Arn Anderson, Arn Anderson. I can't even express properly what I want to say, so I'm going to back out of that. But mm-hmm. he just he he provides something to anyone with his crazy old man. I'm going to pull my Glock out, stab you in the eye, shoot you in the head, jump on you, and then somehow we're back at wrestling. I don't know. I love it. I don't know where we are, but I love it.
0: <laughs> well, I, I just don't know where we're going next with uh, with this. If it's going to be Luciusaurus first, and then it's going to be Cage. Um, but I think that um eventually we'll find out, right? So uh hey Shlong, by the way, like I have mentioned that people could leave comments on um comments on the on the podcast episodes, like on Spotify and stuff. Uh I should just mention a couple weeks ago, I forgot to bring this up last week because we were talking with Matt. Um episode 107, another whirlwind episode. Uh we did a poll. Asking people uh, on Spotify, we did it asking people what they thought of Keith Lee's new silver look. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Or do you not understand it? Um, There were only three votes because I don't, you know, people probably don't know we're going to start doing polls on the Spotify, but I am honest. I
3: didn't know we were doing polls on the Spotify. So there you go.
0: I just tried it and we're going to keep doing it. We'll try to add polls to the episodes. But um, two people said that they love it. One people doesn't don't uh, said I don't understand it. Also, the reason I bring this up is because usually we have a Q&A that goes up on the episodes It stays there and we don't really change it. It's just tell us what you thought about this episode pretty much. Like, what did you think? Or um like we asked people what they thought about the watch along format on the bonus episode we did for Battle of the Belt. Uh I, I got one response uh from... Last week's episode, the post road trip dynamite. Uh, Now, I don't know if this person actually knew, and I'm not going to say their name, but I don't know if they actually knew. They know Matt, but their comment was, who the hell is this Matt guy? Seriously, get him the fuck out of here. D bag.
3: (laughs) I have a feeling they know him. I don't think you would. I would like to think they don't. Okay. Yeah, I like to think they do. I don't want Matt getting shit on by people that don't know him. I only like it if people know him.
0: I think Matt is like, um, and I don't mean to keep derailing us, but I uh, I, uh, I like to think that those types of things help Matt, almost like uh, the Emperor in uh, Star Wars. Uh, he needs the hatred. Yeah. To fuel. <laughs> Give me your hate. Feel it. I have a feeling that Matt loves that. I mean, Matt won't Matt won't give a fuck, which is the funny thing. Exactly.
3: He, he just doesn't, but.
0: If anything, he'll thrive on it. You know he
3: oh, will. He'll just start showing up more.
0: Maybe All right, let's more go. More hate comments. And you know what? You got to tune in to see if Matt's going to pop in, especially if you hate him, right? You got to hear what he's going to say next. So, so mean, long we don't t-
3: even know when he's going to pop in.
0: No, it's very true. We don't. Uh, all right, let's jump back in here. Um, Renee Paquette is backstage with Sammy Guevara. Now, Schlong, I will tell you this. Before I even get to what happens here, I fucking loved this so much. So, uh, Renee is interviewing Sammy, and MJF comes in to tell him it's his big night, and he gives him a kiss on the forehead. And Sammy kisses Max on the forehead and tells him, no, 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 it's our big night. And they complain about everybody complaining about them. You know, the people saying that Sammy's getting the payday uh, and uh, that MJF and him are sort of sullying the purity of the sport. But they say they don't care. And they laugh in Renee's face. Um, And Guevara. Tells us that, uh, you know, he's got a big fat check and Max gets to keep his Reign of Terror rolling. But Guevara says that uh, he has a present for MJF. It's a matching vest. And he puts it on Friedman. And Max says, hey, buddy, I got you a gift. And it's a matching Burberry scarf. And also here, MJF mentioned, like, what do you idiots think? I really want a four-way? No way. I'm not doing, you know, I'm not doing a four-way. That's why I did this whole thing in Tony Khan, blah, blah, blah. Well, they hug cheek to cheek, and we go to break, so we're clearly building up to this match that's going to happen next. Um, but, Schlong, I fucking loved this. And I love something that happens later. Maybe even more, but I loved this in this show. The whole thing with MJF and sort of courting Sammy to get his way. I I think this is just a great a great sort of arc arch to this story.
3: This was incredible. This was. I mean, this was incredible. I have no other way of saying it. This was a whole. Um. a whole lot of fun the matching vet the vest and then the scarf and the the kiss on the forehead from each like i this is such stupid shit and i love it
0: did you like, by the way my... notice uh, i'm sorry i didn't mean to. did you notice in mjfs they they didn't call it out but you could see it when he put the vest on the lining was the burberry plaid
3: i didn't catch that that's amazing
0: pretty sure this, this is
3: like this has been—I've loved this. I'm—I'm I'm, I'm sad it's going to end sooner rather than later, because this has just been fucking hilarious to me. This—this this weird friendship based off money. The fact that that Max is going to pay Sammy a shitload of, load of money to just lay down, which is such a good thing on Max's character of being like, "Oh, I'm better than you, and I can beat you in the ring," but also I just don't feel like it, so here's money. Yeah, like that is such a good character trait. So, oh yeah, I was—I was cracking up when I watched
0: this. It was so good. And um, Pedro uh, is confirming, yes, the lining was Burberry. Um. So, yeah, I love this. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about their friendship as we sort of move on here. But uh, Schlong, they go to commercial when they get back. Your guy, RJ City's backstage. But unfortunately, John Moxley clobbers him in the face. And he gets on the mic as Claudio and Wheeler U to come up behind him, and he says, "Tonight's a big night for Blackpool Combat Club, and they have some scars to leave." So a little bit of foreshadowing, but Schlong, I just wanted to see if you're okay because your boy RJ City just—we
3: should all got be in mourning over what happened to RJ City.
0: It was it's his unfair. big moment.
3: It's uncalled for. Hmm. He deserves retribution. I wonder if this is going to be lead to his first AEW match in some fashion, which is obviously just going to be a beat down beyond belief, but I'm just wondering if it's like his first dark or whatever match.
0: Schlang, I want to know how you feel about this. Uh, Marky Mark Kayfabe says he deserved it. Oh boy. Schlong is getting in the camera, readjusting the mic.
3: Who the hell do you think you are? This man, on a weekly basis, provides us at least a half hour of beautiful free entertainment. And this, after years and years of blood, sweat, and tears into this wrestling business, just for you people. And so that he can put food on his plate. And this is how you treat him? This is what you do? He deserved it. What did he deserve? That he stood in there to talk? And he didn't even get to talk. What did he do to Ernie? Oh, because Renee and him don't get along. Renee has been nothing but rude to RJ since she arrived. He was there first. He was their leading news person, and she decided to step in and, and take over. And that is disrespectful to the man that is RJ. He has done more for this company than Renee ever will. He is a legend.
0: Well, Schlong, that sort of feeds in. Pedro says he believes that Renee sent the attack. Are you along the same line of uh, conspiracy theory?
3: Oh, she one hundred percent. She's jealous of RJ City.
0: They're both she Canadians, right? She
3: can't get. She's evil Canadian. Oh boy. She knows that she doesn't have anywhere near the talent level of RJ City. But he is so far above her. He's above everyone. Like, that's not even a knock on Renee. He's just that much better than everyone else. The best interviewer in the game.
0: Well, Gordon Post says he thinks Renee does it better. Maybe.
1: I don't know. Just...
3: <laughs> what is going on with our chat tonight? They're just all wrong.
0: Well, and I, and I... Jesse Ozog does... He's on your side, I think. He says, who cold cocks a Canadian? What a hoser. That's
3: Jesse gets it. What a hoser.
0: But just know, just know. Marky Mark Kayfabe says you got heat.
3: Well, if you're a fan of Renee and and Moxie, you're going to cold cock me out of nowhere. I'm not a fan of that. I'm a man of honor, of integrity, of respect.
0: Well. Mark and Mark RJ, feels like Renee is a star and RJ City is a nobody compared to Renee.
3: Renee is clinging onto the coattails of RJ City.
0: Wow. Schlong, I mean, I didn't mean to make you so, so heated. You are white you hot. I didn't do it.
3: It was the kayfabe one. Mm. A- and
0: Mr. Post. Maybe it's just kayfabe.
3: Uh Mr. Post had some 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 anger there too. Well and not not, to...
0: not Gordon. He he's never living the fabe, but maybe Marky Mark is. I don't know.
3: Keep my head on a swivel is what Marky Mark is saying. I'm hiring security. That's it.
0: Well Schlong, just be on the lookout, okay? Bolo. I'm higher,
3: I'm hiring. High on i security. I hear the acolyte protection agency is still, still out for hire. Ooh, uh, I would put them on, on, on my payroll. I'll be fine. And I, and then I'll hire security for RJ city. Cause the man deserves it. It's a
0: good call. Good call. Long. We do after that, um, devastating segment, we do get our, uh, pillars, uh, tournament, final match between Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara this is to see who will face uh MJF at uh double or nothing for the AEW world championship and thankfully MJF is on commentary for this one he's eating his pickles they are limited edition uh MJF pickles now I didn't do any research into this schlong because I got into something else as I was sitting watching the show but um if there are MJF limited edition pickles, I would certainly try them. Because they're probably better than all the other ones out there, and they know it. So um anyway, um going through this, um, this was a highly entertaining match. Um a table does get pulled out. Uh oh, Jesse Ozog says they go on sale at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Holy moly. I have to get some. I definitely, I've still got a bottle of a little bit of the bubbly schlong, so I'll get a a thing of pickles. You have
3: some bubbly and some pickles.
0: Ooh, I do like bubbly and pickles. Um, so uh, this was a highly entertaining match for me. Again, I think we've spoken about this numerous times. For as much shit as Darby Allen or not Darby Allen, I'm sorry, Sammy Guevara gets, um, for maybe some of his things outside of the ring or hit the perception of sort of how he handles his business. He is a very good wrestler. Um, a table does get pulled out during this match. Um, and, uh, uh, Guevara gets set up on it, but Tay Mello runs interference. And, um, Sammy Guevara is able to counter that with a Spanish fly off the top, which I didn't think he was going to pull off. It looked like he couldn't get all the way up to the top rope, but they do get it. And then he puts Darby back out on the table on the outside and, um, um, uh, uh, Sammy, sorry, I'm getting my Sammy's Darby's mixed up. Sammy hits what the four fifty centon cent on or whatever on uh Darby on top of the table, just a ridiculous move. Um, so, uh, he beats a Darby beats a count out. And now MJF gets up from commentary to head ringside. Um, uh, Taya, uh, Tay Mello is running interference with the ref. MJF tosses Darby's skateboard uh, to his, to Darby in the ring. And that's when uh, Sammy hits the the mat hard. The referee turns around and he sees uh, Sammy on the, the mat holding his head. Darby's holding a skateboard. And Paul Turner falls for it. He rings for the bell, uh, and Sammy wins by DQ with um, what I guess some are calling an Eddie Guerrero special to become the number one contender for the AEW World Championship. Um, there is some other stuff we'll get into. Schlong, let's pause here and just talk a little bit about the match. Here's the one wrestle logic thing I don't get: Turner allows the table. But the skateboard is too much.
3: Well, I've, I've come to realize in pro wrestling anymore, and this isn't just AEW, this seems to be across the board, tables are no longer considered foreign objects. They are. You're allowed to put your person through a table, and it's not considered disqualification. If you use an outside weapon, such as a chair or a skateboard, that is when you enter the foreign object territory. This is what I have discovered in... In wrestling now is that that's because uh, I've, I've had the same question like i've never i don't remember like when i was when we were growing up i don't remember tables being able to be used like this in every match but it, literally in both companies you use a table it's okay i could see kind of the logic to it in the sense of like it's a structure it's existing you're not actually like it, it, it's very flimsy logic but I, ne- I I don't understand how ref ever falls for this trick. And listen, I, I get it. Like, I'm, I, it is such an old school wrestling move. I know it's the Eddie Guerrero special. I think it was done before him, even. Like, it is a very old school wrestling trick. I love that. And I'm not actually criticizing the move or it being used or its successfulness. I am 100% in universe, in kayfabe questioning how ref is ever stupid enough to fall for this. You, like, you got a bad guy and he's on the ground and you didn't see him get hit. And you know, he has people out there handing him things like you don't think that they would set this up, but refs are notoriously dumb. I think there's an intelligence test and I think you have to score under a certain percentage to be a referee. That is what I have deducted because they, the calls they make, this has been happening for years, and then this guy just didn't even say like, oh, I didn't hear the skateboard make contact, I didn't see it get swung. I know that there's outside interference for the other guy, but I'm still gonna call this a DQ because that's what I do. Uh, <laughs> makes sense to me.
0: <laughs> I know it's just such weird wrestle logic, you know what I mean? Like, tables are cool. Chairs are cool. Skateboard, whoa, way too far.
3: Well, chairs aren't cool either, though. If he had a chair, he would have been...
0: Well, now, Just... wait, because it, it depends, right? Is he using the table inside the ring or outside of the ring? Because sometimes chairs outside of the ring, passable, but you Not it... if you
3: hit him. You can, I think you can lay, throw him into him, but I don't think you can hit him with it.
0: Just, it's still weird, right? No, like, it's very...
3: We we have entered, and and again, this isn't just AEW. Like i not even noticed yep. it with WWE, we have entered like ECW logic.
0: I'm sorry, what logic?
3: WWE C W logic.
0: Oh, okay, I know that one. Yep, and the, that's fairness, by the way, that's the roots of true hardcore wrestling. Yes, okay,
3: and, and while the best wrestling we've ever seen. It had notoriously poor logic. Like, the rules were just all over the place. You never actually knew what the rules were for, at any given time. Sure. And we've kind of entered into that in all in all of wrestling. And for the most part, I enjoy it because it just allows for a lot of crazy shit to happen in matches, and I'm like, whatever. The more fun, the better. But every now and again, I'm like, huh? and this is one of those. The table thing has always bothered me. But I've come to accept that somewhere down the line. The, the, the refs of the world got together and said, I don't feel like DQing people for tables anymore. We'll just let that go. Right. And they just
0: let it go. Even though they go out of the ring and check on the talent. Well, uh, they got to make sure they're okay. I mean, if I you, guess if they're hurt. Well, it is, it is a, a rare thing. They don't do a lot of DQs in AEW. So this was a, a rare DQ win for Sammy. So after the match, oh, by the way, Shlong, other than that, Match was entertaining, right? Like, oh, these guys can match. Yeah.
3: So far, by the way, if you're keeping track of this dynamite, the only thing you didn't like so far was the Jeff Jarrett tax match.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. It just seems so flat. Maybe that's why I'm just like saying. Being tricked. All right. You're you're swaying, you're swaying me. You're swaying me. You're uh, swaying me. Just keep going. You're swaying me. Um So post match, long MJF raises Sammy's hands. They put the boots to Darby. Paul Turner tries to get some order, but Jungle Boy has to come down um, before the heels sort of scatter. And Tony Schiavone is just sort of talking vaguely into his mic, saying something like, "Whoa, hold on, I've got Tony Khan in my ear." He's just going, "Mm -hmm, "Yeah, mm -hmm. Uh huh? Wait, what? Mm -hmm. Huh? Okay, hell yes, okay." Uh, And that's when. Max gets on the mic because um, uh, Darby Allen and, and uh, Jack Perry are sort of you know, bickering at each other in the ring. Sammy and MJF uh, are gloating on the stage. Max is on the mic telling them that they can beat the hell out of each other because it's just going to make the moment better. He tells them that they suck and they're going to go back to the undercard where they belong. I did especially like The fact that he uh, said that Darby's going to go back to um, using his tears to play with himself while he listens to My Chemical Romance. That was very funny for me. But then Tony Schiavone gets on the mic and calls MJF a prick before saying that he spoke with Tony Khan and that Sammy Guevara did earn a title shot. That is true, but he may not be the only one because next week, there's going to be a tag match. Jungle Boy and Darby Allen are going to team against Sammy and MJF. And if the faces win, they're going to get added to the match as a Pillars four-way match. And if they don't, then it's just going to be Sammy and and, uh, and MJF as advertised. And clearly, MJF is not happy. He says he's going to kill Tony, but Sammy's able to keep him away. We do go to break, but Schlang, I want to continue to the post- uh after the break because we go backstage and Renee tries to interview MJF and Sammy but Max starts to pop off on Tony Khan saying it's been like this since day 1 but as long as he's the champion the belt goes with him wherever he goes and that's not how he's going to keep him here um uh and uh they get to uh Sammy and Max get to Max's car and Max opens the door and Sammy tries to get in but Max turns around and says, Whoa, 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 Sammy, what are you doing? And Sammy's like, I thought we were going to go. And Max is like, Oh, no, 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 buddy, it's full. And the camera pans over inside the car and it's completely fucking empty. And so MJF goes, Sorry, buddy, it's full. Uh, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. And he closes the door and they go off. But Sammy is clearly not happy at this, sort of realizing that he's just being used. So I love this interaction, Schlong. The, this continued sort of best friends or frenemies thing that's going on, but um, post match schlong immediately after and after the break, the backstage segment. What'd you think of all that? And the and the news about the possible four way.
3: We're getting a four way. Let's just accept that, 100%. and that's what we wanted. So, I love Tony's wave to to MJF when he was freaking out and trying to get at Tony, and he's just like, <laughs> right. Because he's so mad at the at the call, um, I was wondering how they were going to get to the four way. It's a really weird and roundabout way of doing it, but at the same point, there is some logic there of like Tony Khan watching these two cheat their way through the the tournament that he set up and being like, "All right, well then f you. This is what we're going to do." Um. So I so I'm not too upset about it. the the The, the empty car had me cackle. Um, though part of me is like the only thing I don't understand is I thought I thought I thought Sammy knew he was being used, like I thought it was a mutual thing, and then in that moment it almost felt less than mutual. And I'm like, wait a minute, like Sammy knew he was not actually MJF's BFF. They were just two guys with the with the one wanted to get paid and one didn't want to wrestle. But it's very minor gripe. Also. I've decided to share a little bit about me for everyone.
0: Oh, okay. The weird
3: things that this is a very, this is so random and stupid, but you I don't
0: just, often do this. So I'm excited.
3: No, you're, you're going to be like, Oh, this was nothing. So don't worry. This is what goes through my brain when I'm watching jungle boy come out. And this is literally every single time jungle boy comes out. So I need you to understand at some point in my head, and this is year one of AEW jungle boy came out coming out caming out what the fuck was that jungle boy coming out the song i'll tumble for you went through my head and it transferred to i'll jungle for you i'll jungle for you and dude literally and and i'm not making every single fucking time he walks out i have a i have about 10 seconds of that song going through my head and i cannot stop it i know it makes no sense and it drives me up a wall but it is what goes through my head for jungle boy from now so my personal theme song for jungle boy isn't even the actual song it's a re it's a parody of the of a song that i just connected for no apparent reason
0: these are the inner workings of schlong's brain
3: i'll jungle for you I'll jungle for you. I'll jungle for you.
0: He doesn't even, he doesn't, it's not just puns on this show. It's puns all over the goddamn place. This is my
3: brain.
0: This is your brain. Goddamn. Goddamn. I'll
3: jungle for you.
0: I'll jungle for you. I'll jungle for you. Well, this was a fun segment. Um, yeah, it's a do, great segment. I do agree with you. It's sort of weird how like Sammy now has sort of like thinks that they're like friends, but yes, there clearly is a this business relationship. Someone's being paid and someone is, you know, going to keep his belt, right? Oh, but I
3: will say there is a there is a part of Sammy's character from day 1 where Sammy just wants to be loved.
0: That's that is exactly what I was going to say is I think this goes back to sort of Sammy at who he is at his core is he's always been that guy who's like, please be friends with me. Love me. And that's sort of what it was with Jericho and um, uh, the inner circle. Right. And I think that's what it became in the JAS right when they were lay sex gods. And now that sort of looks like what's going on with MJF, but it doesn't look like it's going to last long.
3: No, this well MJF just uses people and throws them away. But yeah, that is that is the one thing I can at least accept. And like the logic here is that Sammy definitely just wants to be liked and loved by not by everyone, but when he decides like you're at a certain level or you're a certain person, it's like all right, this is we're gonna be liked and loved. So maybe MJF entered that that section of his heart where he just wants to be liked and loved by MJF.
0: Well. Either way, um, oh Jesse Ozog said that he said that ten minutes ago. We di- I did not see that Jesse. My apologies, um, but glad that we're all on the same page. See, that's why they pay us the big bucks. Um. All right. So moving on from this schlong.
3: Found it. I-
0: oh hey. Hey, listen, that,
3: Jesse, listen, Jesse, you sent that during the table discussion and we were very confused about tables.
0: We're talking tables. Uh, all right, schlong. after this, we get Adam Cole making his entrance to get on the mic and and he he, uh, he calls out Jericho saying it's one thing to run his mouth to jump him and beat him up, but handcuffing him and watching uh, what was orchestrated as a beat down for Britt Baker is unforgivable. And he'll hurt him badly. So he calls hold Jericho hold out again.
3: What's that? Hold on. I just like Jesse apologizing Writes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Quite all right, Jesse. Just you know Yeah, how
3: dare you stick not with properly Goddamn properly put conversation. A comment so that I don't look like a fool stealing your idea. How dare you?
0: Come all on, right, Jesse. Now we got
3: that sorted out.
0: I thought you were I thought you were a writer. You should know how to stay with the, the narrative.
3: It's a family guy writer, so you know writes like uh just random jokes all the time. Is he writing family guy fan fiction?
0: That's now what i fanfict in my head. Oh God, some of those fan fictions are just downright filthy. I don't want to imagine that um, oh, I guess it could be erotic fan fiction but uh anyway, uh, so he calls out Jericho again, and he's gonna leave to find him, but that's when Judas hits, and Jericho appears on the big screen uh, not uh, I saw it only the sex kind I just of gross. want you to see it uh, so um, Jericho laughs off the idea of coming and fighting him because he doesn't want to be near a man who who'd let the love of his life get beaten down in front of him. And he says Cole's a coward. He won't come near him, but his guys will, and that's when the JAS appear, coming down the uh, the ramp to the ring, and they overwhelm uh, Adam with the numbers game yet again. Well, Orange Cassidy comes out with Bandito, his new best friend, Bandito, to try she to make the was save. A bandit. That's right. They're just two banditos. Um, but soon enough, Bandito and um. And uh, Orange Cassidy get uh, get overwhelmed as well. And Schlong, that's when a little song by Killswitch Engage called "The End of Heartache" plays in the arena, and we see the big screen has a video playing for it. And goddamn, Roderick Strong comes down to the ring to make a save. Backbreakers for everybody. Uh, I think he hits, a you know, some sort of sidewalk slammer. I don't know. He, he hits a bunch he's of fucking moves. strong. Oh, you know what? To be honest, I thought he was a little bit bigger, looks a little smaller, but still he's looks not good guy. He's, he's, not he's guy. never been huge. No, 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 no. But I thought he maybe looked a little broader sometimes, but I will say this and Mrs. Money. This is again, why we need to do the many men of Mrs. Money. Thank you. Sloan might. Um, uh, Mrs. Money thought it looked good that he was, um, that he was, uh, going gray, letting himself go gray. Yes, Gordon Post, he did hit, uh, an angle slam. Uh, you are correct. Um, so, so we we'll still uh, have a choice when we go gray, okay? No, and that's quite all right, but she said it looked good on him. It did. I mean, everything looks, he's a good looking man. It's true. So, now we're left with Roddy Strong. And uh, Adam Cole staring at each other from across the ring. And by God, they hug it out. And Schlong, shortly after this happened, uh, it did become official. uh, Roderick Strong is all elite. So we were talking about this, I think, before uh, we went on the air. I honestly was not aware that Roderick Strong uh, was not under contract. Or if he wasn't under contract that his contracts like, uh, you know, hadn't been renewed or there weren't a lot of talks about him. So like, I just, this wasn't on my radar. Um,
3: it was on no one's radar. I, I like can, can 100% say as far as anyone thought he was still with WWE through the end of the year, there was, there was never an announcement of his release. There was never anything, uh, the, you know, and, and by any source, there wasn't even like your, your, your normally bad news people, like the people who, who, who tend to lie. They didn't even fake this story. Like no one had him out. Um, the irony being, of course, that when he was coming out, his symbol looked like SRS. Ross so people like, what the hell? And John Ross, like, I had no idea. And he, he was usually pretty on it. So like, this was a very well kept secret. You know, which is, you know, I think for someone like Roderick Strong, it makes sense to keep this a secret. Sure, uh, he's 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 a lot of, like I I really like Roddy Strong, but by no means is he. You know, he's not G- Kenny Omega. He's not no uh, CM Punk. He he's not going to sell out an arena because you announce that he's coming. So the surprise, or even hint that he's arriving the fact that so his his surprise matters more than like hinting at it sure because it gives the show that unbelievable feel i mean there is a world in which kyle o'reilly gets healthy i really hope he gets healthy soon just for his own health i mean not yeah. for wrestling but um and they could even though he kind of tried to scorch earth on his way back way out but they could in theory bring back bobby fish and have the ent- the entire undisputed era um Faction
1: yeah.
3: in, in AEW. Rodney Strong is perfect for AEW, especially oh, that they oh, have yeah. ROH. Like you, you were you're talking to a guy with a lot of history in ROH, talking to a a guy who has a lot of history with all these wrestlers all over. Mm-hmm. And he was being wasted in NXT. He was never gonna be called up to the main roster. I just don't think he's a Vince guy. And he was kind of being wasted in NXT, so it's kind of like Let's see what he can do. He'll get some, he's apparently taking indie bookings again, but he's about to have a lot of fun. Uh, And I think with this new, like, I know people always worry with AEW because AEW has been bad with sometimes bringing in talent and doing nothing with them. I mean, every, like they're, they are not the exception of like people will complain that WWE does it and they do, but so does AEW. They'll bring in talent. They don't use, however, with a whole, with a rumored two hour show, that's, while it may not be your a show it's at least a b it's supposed to be like your b plus show you're mm-hmm. going to need a much bigger roster sure and you're going to actually have to start and roh you're going to actually have to start using these guys for their proper um for their proper you know for, for like use, your 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 proper roster you're going to use it all i hope i think we kept so I watched, you know, I know Kate has said it, you said it, I've said it. We've kind of hoped that the ROH roster gets delineated. Like, here's your ROH guys, here's your AEW guys. And They haven't yet, and I'm kind of annoyed. Right. What I think though is, if you're if you're gonna have another two hour show, you're not gonna separate the roster until you announce a two hour show, mm-hmm. because then at that point you have all your TV lined up, and you go, here's who's going to ROH, here who's staying with AEW and i think it just makes a lot more sense so i'm I'm still hopeful but yeah there's a lot of tv they need a guy like Roderick strong now because he can have a good match with anyone
0: yeah and to your point too um the first thing that ran through my brain seeing him on tv is the history that's here clearly with with adam cole and uh kyle o'reilly um but the ring of honor history right and the you know history with a lot of the other guys on the roster, like they can immediately dip back to that stuff. But I think if they somehow run a, um, you know, this feud with the JAS as Roddy Strong's first, you know, sort of foray into AEW. I think that's good. Hopefully if there's any way that Kyle O'Reilly is close to coming back, he can return and sort of jump into this and almost even the numbers. And now this faction's back together. You could have their faction, whatever they're going to call it go against the elite once they move on from Blackpool Combat Club. You know, it could sort of, if they get to this, to a point where they can operate like New Japan, you then have all these little factions that can come together as needed, right? For these, these bigger stories, but you can stand on your own when you don't need to have these sort of faction wars. So, you know, uh, it's, it's definitely, I agree with you too, though. This is a good place for Roddy strong. I think the style of this, uh, company fits him, the history fits him, it's a good fit and he wasn't going to do anything in, in, uh, in the WWE and they were pretty much tapped out with him on NXT, so I like him. let's move on, Schlong we get a QTV segment and um Uh, QT Marshall is basically talking about how things haven't been going their way lately. Right. Uh, Aaron Solo got powerbomb through the stage. You know, they haven't, they haven't been winning and Hobbs lost the title Well, Hobbs storms in and he threatens QT Marshall. But, you know, basically QT makes a couple excuses and he, he promises Hobbs he'll be a champion again and will tells him to fix it. And, um, QT says, uh, he, uh, he has to go to plan, let's go to plan B. Uh, and the interesting thing here was that in sort of, um, in Hobbs, uh, you know, sort of entrance here, he says, things were going well when I was following the book, but then, you know, you came along and everything fell apart. Right. So I still like this, this QTV thing, Schlong. I just, don't love the fact that now it's staying with Hobbs. Like, I wish they would hook into people and then let go of them. You know what I mean? Like, it could just be a constant rotating door of, like, people who are involved in QTV and then, like, let them go. Like, a, you know, just like any other sort of gossip show where you're on a celebrity for, like, a two-week cycle and then you sort of, like, don't even talk about them for another month. You know what I mean?
3: I'm a huge fan of QTV. Q- TV, um, but I agree. Let Hobbs walk away from it. I'm with you. They they dig into a new th- I'm 100% digging into a new storyline every month. However, I'm letting, I'm willing to let this play out a little bit because of what, what does Hobbs do when QT can't get him the title again? He's going to murder QT, and that's going to be really funny. But QT is just so good at his job. <laughs> Oh, he does yeah. not get the credit he deserves for how good he is. So I love QTV and I want to see more QTV again, not every week, but regularly give me QTV.
0: Yeah. I'm with you that the inevitable murder of QT Marshall by Will Hobbs will be fantastic. Um, I just, what I sort of hate Schlong is that uh, Hobbs has sort of become a guy where he's very good. Um He's very good. I just hate that he seems to sort of be jumping from faction to faction, right? Like they just won't let him sort of do his own thing. Cause he was with team Taz and then he was with, you know, whoever. And now he's with QTV. Like just let him in my brain. It's like, just let him go out and do his own thing. You know what I mean? Like, he can sort of just be a guy who sort of goes and terrorizes and tries to get belts, right? Like he could really terrorize um, Orange Cassidy, right, and and try to get this international belt, make things tr- you know tough for him. Like so, I just I just hate to see them continually bounce him from faction to faction because I think he's a little stronger than that. But we'll see I'm where this hungry. goes. We'll see where this goes. All right, Schlong, our second championship match of the night. Jade Cargill versus Taya Valkyrie. We know the stipulation here. Taya Valkyrie cannot use um, her finishing move. If she hits the um the uh oh my god what does she call it um uh, the road to Valhalla, sorry. I was going to say road to Valkyrie. If she uses the road to Valhalla, she's going to get disqualified. Early on she goes for it but ref Aubrey's reminding her. No, 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 you can't do that can't do that there's some back and forth some really cool stuff um ride to valhalla sorry i said road to valhalla thanks marky Mark babe, babe um and then towards the end of the match uh she tries to go for the ride to valhalla again forgetting that she can't use it so they sort of stop her uh and jade cargill is able to win by pinfall with a schoolboy with a handful of tights to retain her TBS championship post-match. Tay is very pissed off. She throws Jade's entourage around, but Jade is able to bail out. Uh, she goes for the road uh, ride to Valhalla on Aubrey Edwards, but the referees break it up. Um, and yeah, Shlong, I have a big, big fucking problem with this, this whole thing. I don't know. All right, now there's there's some. By the way, there's some chatter. It's ride to Valhalla, road to Valhalla, whatever. Something to Valhalla. She didn't fucking hit it, so it doesn't matter. Uh, she didn't win the title. That's the that's we're burying the lead here. It's
3: carriage trip to Valhalla, and
0: could it be boat? Uh, the cruise? No, no, that's ship gr- Valhalla.
3: That's Greek. That's okay. boat on the river. It's totally sticks. different.
0: Totally different. So this is winged horse to Valhalla, um, right of the no. Valkers. This is Shlong. Uh, before you jump in, I just I no longer understand what we're trying to accomplish here. Um, I think we all thought at one point Athena was um, Athena was the one to take it off her. It would have been the right time, the right place. Didn't happen, so we stuck with it, and we were wondering who's going to be the person. And it wasn't uh, going to be Chris Stat, right? Because she had the knee problem. And it's going to be a while till she comes back. Okay. So now you bring in Tay Valkyrie. One of the bigger names on the open market. Besides, uh, you know, uh, Money Monet. And uh, she comes in. You're setting it up. It's the perfect fucking time to do it. She's 55-0. and what better time to go 55-1 and and it's a person who can take it off her because she's experienced uh, and she can take it off her and it won't make Jade look bad and they don't take it off Jade. I don't know what the fuck is happening anymore. Who's left? Chris Stack can't be that close to coming back and ripping it off her. I just don't. Are they going to run it back at double or nothing, and Tay's going to magically win? Like stupid to me. That is stupid.
3: No, I'm not going to argue the stupidity of all this. This is this by was the, way, the low point. In-
0: by the way, nobody ever says thank you, Sloanamite. Thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. And preaching. I will preach. Sorry. Um.
3: I wanted to do a Southern accent on that, but I just don't have a good Southern accent. So that was my Southern pre- uh, preacher. Um,
0: it's right. It sounded good.
3: So here's the thing. I agree. I agree. This was stupid. I can't even begin to defend it. It was as dumb as it. it it's not so much. I, I, I get, cause I, it's just that this this title reign has gotten boring. It's the same issue I have with Roman Reigns title reign in over WWE. It's the same issue I have at any time someone has been a top champion for so long. And not only have they been a champion for so long, but they've run out of all their good opponents. What there's just no story anymore. No one cares. We're we're seeing the same thing over and over again. You're not getting me invested at all. Like I don't get invested in any challenger. I don't get invested in any story because I just assume Jade's gonna win. I will say I do think Tay still takes it off her because of the way they ended the match, which was Tay went for her move, went for the road, and realized, oh, shit, I can't do this. And they got caught in a weird roll-up. Jade was supposed to grab the tights because you could hear commentary say she grabbed the tights. She didn't really grab the tights, but she was trying to. It was supposed to be a cheap, cheaty win, which qualifies Tay to have a rematch because Taya had Jay's number, and then Taya beats her in the straight-up rematch. That's where I think they're going with
0: this. I just think it's so stupid. Just rip the Band-Aid off. Just get the belt off her. We don't have to have this back and forth between them. This was the This was the time. This was this the only time. hurts Jade. I just don't... Listen... The Canadian Destroyer she hit tonight looked great. The The superplex off the top rope looked great. Jade looked pretty good tonight. And I think, again, it's one of these things we're seeing where it's like Jade looks good when the talent in the ring is experienced and she can kind of go toe to toe and somebody can lead her along. Jade hasn't looked good in matches with like um, uh, Sky Blue, uh, you know, who. Marina Shafir. Right, who's not as experienced because she can't carry them and they can't they can't sort of guide her to the right places. Like I get that, but I just I don't know what we're trying to accomplish anymore. Like Jade is a, is a star for what they're trying to do. She's got a great look. She's they've made her look strong. She's gotten to her fifty wins. Just this is the time to take it off her. I don't need a rematch with the claws gone. It just, it doesn't make sense. This was the night. You didn't do it with Athena. You fucked that up. This was the night. It didn't happen. I feel like you fucked it up, and nobody care, nobody's going to care about a rematch because then the writing's on the wall for sure.
3: No one cared about this match, and no one cared about this match because a lot of people kind of just, like, as much as we thought Tay was the one, I think most people were had that seed of doubt in their brain of being like, she probably won't win and, and like people are growing bored it's doing no favors to jade because her character has grown stale let her free her of this free her of the streak free her of the belt let her grow as a character and it'll be better for her it'll be better for the women's division it'll be better for everyone she's she's it's not her fault that she's getting stuck with the with this boring run she would have been better off losing it and winning it again at some point I mean yeah. like
0: The build back oh, up man.
3: It's just that like <laughs> And part of it is the builds They give her too in fairness They never give great builds for this This is one of the better builds they've given it, And it wasn't a great build Like they need to like The truth is if this was happening at win 40 I would feel a lot differently That's 16 wins ago Um, Because I would view this as a Different story. I would view this as like, oh man, Jade's starting to have to cheat, and Tay has got her number. She's gonna be coming back. Now it's like, all right, just 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 go to whoever you're gonna have lose to her next. Um, the,
0: the bottom line here, Schlong, is it's if they do a rematch, they got to take this belt off her because there's nobody left. If they're hoping it's gonna be Mercedes, that's not guaranteed. If they want it to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, the Martian. God, I'm losing all the names tonight. They're going straight out of my brain. If they want it to be Chris Stat, I don't know what her status is, but like, you can't wait around forever.
3: Unless she's like, back for the pay per view in May, you can't keep waiting for that,
0: dude. I thought, I honestly thought maybe tonight they take the belt off Jade. Taya wins, and then maybe we see Chris Stat reemerge, not to attack or anything, but just be like, you know, hey, that's mine. You know, I was coming for it. And maybe we get something like that because that also wouldn't hurt Taya. You know what I mean? Like if Taya took the belt off Jade and then Chris Stat reemerges and they give the belt to Chris Stat and sort of Taya's transitional, like that's fine. And then you can have a Jade you know, uh uh Chris Stat sort of feud. But like I just don't know what the fuck we're trying to do anymore. It's really annoying. I just don't get it. I don't get it. There's nobody left. You have to pull the trigger somewhere and get this belt off her. And if they do this rematch at the pay-per-view, that's gotta be the time. There's no other way to do it. Like, it's gotta be the time. You gotta get this fucking belt off her. I will get off my soapbox now. That just really fucking bothered me tonight. I just, this was the time. This this was the time to me. I don't think you wait for the pay per view. Anyway,
3: let's move on. You're right. I, I you're there. I I don't can't add more because you're right on everything you just said.
0: Um, you know, I'm just it just it just ooh it got me white hot schlong. Got me white
3: It's hot. boring.
0: So we do get a Jamie Hader DMD promo on the outcasts. Um, they say that they're decent human beings, but they have a reason not to be And Jamie calls them sneaky and says, this is far from over. So we're still got this thing going on. There was a bullet club gold promo about their match on rampage this week. They're going to have uh, Jay uh, J and juice versus, um, uh, Ricky Starks and, uh, Uh, Sean Spears. So that should be a fun match. Um, And then they build up the rest of the cards. But uh, eventually, uh, as we're going into the main event, uh, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson's in the building. He comes out to join commentary for the main event. When we get back from the break, we get the Butcher and the Blade uh, versus Kenny Omega and uh, Takeshita. So uh, Takeshita clearly Helped them last week, you know, with the help of Don Callis, the elite from, you know, or from Kenny from getting attacked. Um, So there's still this thing with the with the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, This was an entertaining match long. You know, it was great to see the Butcher and the Blade in this spot working with Takeshita, who they're clearly they clearly think very highly of putting him, you know, on a team with uh, with Kenny Omega. There's also some history, I think, with them in uh, in Japan. So it all works out. But um, Kenny and Takeshita do win by pinfall with the the uh, power drive knee from Takeshita on the Butcher. Uh, so also looks pretty strong from Takeshita taking out the Butcher, the bigger of the two on the other team. Um, I think I just said it, but I'm also very happy to see the Butcher and the Blade across the ring from these two high profile, you know, talents. Uh, so I love that. Um, and after the match, Danielson gets on the mic and says... He sees one professional in the ring who just got the pin and one amateur who's clearly exhausted and whose best days are behind him living on the legacy that he built over in Japan. But he says that if Takeshita trained with the BCC, he'd be a world beater. But if he trains with the elite, he'd be like Nakazawa or Brandon Cutler washing them in the showers. That's when the rest of the BCC hit the ring from behind to beat down Kenny Omega. And Brian says that last week they started something, and this week they're gonna end it. And he's got the screwdriver schlong as he comes down to the ring. He gives it to Mox, but the Bucks make their save. They super kick uh, Claudio and Yuda, and uh, Omegan hits uh, uh, a dragon suplex on Moxley. Bucks hit the ring and super kick. Party connects on Mox, and Danielson gets uh, um uh, up on his feet outside of the ring, and basically is talking to him to get him to stop what's going to happen in the ring because now Omega has the screwdriver and the Bucks are holding Moxley. So Takeshita gets in the ring, gets between Mox and Omega, and now the Blackpool Combat Club pulls up and gets the Bucks out of the ring. Mox then shoves Takeshita into Omega, and who is he's able to hit the paradigm shift on. And that's when Danielson and Casagnoli raised Takeshita's hands, but he's really not having this. And that's when Danielson gets on the mic to tell him what he's, you know, to say, you know, think about what you're doing right now. And says that if he wants to be with the BCC, you know, this is the time. Well, he doesn't really have an answer, so Wheeler gives him a low blow. From behind, Moxley spikes, uh, and he hands, uh, Danielson hands the screwdriver to Moxley. That's when Moxley uh, spikes Takeshita numerous times with the screwdriver. We see blood pouring out of Takeshita's head as the BCC leave the ring and the show goes off the air. So Schlong a little again, will they, won't they sort of thing going on. Where does Takeshita sort of fit into this picture? He sort of is trying to keep the peace between everybody. Maybe he doesn't want Kenny to sort of cross that threshold into playing their games. But uh, the BCC are still trying to court him, or maybe they're not, and they just wanted to make him think they are. Um, I didn't mind the match. The post-match was interesting, although I just don't know where we're going with Takeshita. He seems to be sort of the middleman in all this. Either way... The elite clearly clearly need to even up the odds. And if Takesh is part of that, they all need to be on the same page. They clearly don't seem to be on the same page. So Schlung, what did you think about all this and, and how they went off the air?
3: Okay, so a couple things here. MASH was really good. I like Butcher and Blade a lot like you. They deserve a run at some point because they are um they're extremely talented, uh, and they—I don't think they get the the credit they they they're due for how how well they performed in, in AEW AW for as long as they've had. Uh, so the match was a really good, short match because didn't have a lot of time, and they wanted to do all that after stuff. The after stuff, I still I think to catch just go on the BCC. I think there's is a very. You know, he goes in and he stops, which you can claim would be because he's a good guy and he doesn't want to see the good guys use the screwdriver. But no, 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 no. He goes in. He stops it. He gets hit, whatever. And then he gets hit with the screwdriver. But notice they don't go for the eye. They very purposely only go for the forehead. And he bleeds. And one of the cat things with the Blackpool Combat Club you got to bleed with him. I know we had technically bled with him earlier, but they're, they'll forget that. And this is their hit, this initiation. So, I think this is his initiation into the Blackpool Combat Club. I think he's BCC. Ooh, so, then what? Well, I think there's a uh, former lover of Kenny Omega. No, we will talk
0: of about Kenny Omega lover. We will certainly talk about that.
3: Even the, the sides. But yeah, I, I, I liked all this. I liked what they're doing with Takesha. Takesha seems like such a big deal now because of this story. Um. But that being said. I think this is him joining the BCC.
0: Well, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out either way. Um, you know, I think, like you said, the the whole bleed with us thing and blah, blah, blah. Jumping him into the crew <clears throat> could be sort of what's going on here. Um, you know, uh. If he doesn't go with them, then, uh, it's certainly, um, it's certainly something that maybe they're going to use to say, you know, you've got to take this, we've got to take this to a different level and sort of like, you know, he didn't want there to be that violence. Right. So now he's got to take, he's got to, you know, get violent. Right. And they've got to get more violent and they've got to play on the level of the BCC. Either way, the story is intriguing um and we'll sort of see how it goes. Now, that was the show. So we're going to get into some news and notes and this is going to go sort of directly into this main event long because I think I said the same thing last week is I I honestly thought that um that last week we may see somebody else enter the picture. Um not that. I thought we were going to get a possible appearance from Ibushi. like you said former golden lover with Kenny Omega.
3: Now, in, I think that's still possible.
0: Now, it broke uh Wednesday morning, but we didn't really see, I didn't see it until much later, but according to Twitter uh handle uh or the Twitter user dark pure, uh pure, dark purorisu flosion. I don't know what the fuck that is. But Uh, It made the rounds, uh, and it said, Kota Ibushi told me him and Kenny Omega have been talking recently and hopes to talk with Tony soon. The quote from Ibushi was, Recently, Kenny and I have been talking about things other than games. For example, are your knees okay? Or is your shoulder okay? Also, I hope to be in contact with Tony soon. The same person on Twitter, the same group on Twitter says, Uh, The list of opponents Kota Ibushi, this was in a separate post, the list of opponents Kota Ibushi has told me he wants to fight, team up, or work with again is as follows. Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, The Young Bucks, Will Ospreay, Takeshita, and then also Roman Reigns, Shinsuke Nakamura, Finn Balor, Sami Zayn, and AJ Styles. So it is a mixed group, but there are a bunch of names with things going on right now in the world of AEW, with New Japan Forbidden Door coming up, and with all the things that have been reported that Ibushi wants to do and wants to have the flexibility to accomplish, as much as the E has sort of wanted him it doesn't seem like the fit is there, right? Like the rumors were that he wants to have his wrestling school. That's not necessarily historically been something that the E is willing to let people do. Um, he seems to, I think, want some flexibility in his schedule, maybe to be able to work in other places. Like clearly, Will Osprey is not with AEW. He's with New Japan or in AEW. Um So, yeah, Schlong, I'm sort of with you. I think there is a chance that we can see, you know, this reunited Golden Lovers happen. I think it's all got to break the right way. But Ibushi showing up and reteaming with Kenny Omega and the Bucks would be huge.
3: Oh, I thought you had something. Yes, that'd be. I thought you 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 had a statement. I was waiting for it. Yes, no, that'd be amazing. It's what I'm hoping for. There's a bunch of like fake. Like I don't want to say fake. People are looking for Easter eggs and like BTE. where like Kenny's always texting someone when they're on the camera. Now they're 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 feeding this story. So I'm not gonna be upset if he doesn't because again, they haven't actually even they haven't even hinted at it in AEW. Like they've done nothing on their end but it would just be so awesome if it was, if he shows up.
0: It would be big. uh, And I think that, uh, I think that most of the talent that he'd probably work best with would be in AEW. But honestly, I mean, he knows, he, he knows some of these other guys in the E that have worked in, in some of these other companies that he could have really great matches with too. So, you know, we'll see what happens with Ibushi. He's still hanging out there. Right. And um, we'll see who is able to land him. He's a pretty big name out there on the world stage. So we will see. Uh, Schlong and some other news and notes. Um, Goldberg uh, is uh, looking to do some international touring to wrap up his in-ring career. Um, Wardlow is one of the rising stars in the world of AEW who a lot of people often say reminds them of Goldberg, minus the streak, right? Um, so what a Cultures uh, Simon Miller was able to chat with uh, Wardlow at WrestleCon uh, shortly after Goldberg walked by Wardlow's booth, uh, allegedly pointed at uh, Wardlow and said, you're next. Um. And the quote was, well, I actually uh, pointed at him and I said, bet your ass I'm next. Yeah, you guys uh, just missed it. Goldberg did walk through just a minute ago and we exchanged words. Uh, Wardlow says, don't know what's happening behind the scenes, but we both mutually agreed that if the opportunity comes, we would love to see who really is next. Yeah, if you could have uh Batista, Lesnar, Goldberg, I put those 3 in the same category of like dream monster matches. Goldberg is you know, we just heard Wardlow. Uh we haven't heard that chant since Goldberg. I think Wardlow versus Goldberg, it doesn't get bigger than that. It does not get bigger than Wardlow versus Goldberg. And he says if it does come down to Wardlow uh is the man to retire Goldberg, I can die peacefully schlong just throwing this out there because i don't think that's gonna happen but if you could get wardlow versus goldberg does that match intrigue you no 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 <laughs> no, 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 no 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 you mean you don't no, want to no. see wardlow get his head kicked into the third row of the of the seats like bret hart
3: no 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 no, no. i don't need to see goldberg blown up before he gets to the ring
2: I mean,
0: I don't have anything New. to do. Uh let's see what New. else do we do. So Shlong, in October of 2021, Triple A announced Kenny Omega was going to defend the Mega Championship against El Hio del Vikingo uh, at Triple Mania uh two. Uh but it never happened because injuries caught up with Omega and that uh, you know, he had to have numerous surgeries and take a lot of time off. Uh, so he had to vacate that triple A title and V Kingo won the belt in a five way match at the event, uh, where he'd originally been scheduled to challenge Omega. Um, so, um, it looks like that match is finally going to happen. Uh, so, um, it looks like that, uh, triple, ma- the second of this year's triple mania, uh, 31 events, July fifteenth in Tijuana will have um vikingo versus kenny omega uh kenny Omega for the championship uh so um you know we'll see how that goes, but it will apparently be on fight t v in the u s so um as long as that match should should rule
3: yeah that match is gonna be insane i'm I'm very excited for that. Yep.
0: So if uh, also if you've never seen Triple A or any of the Triple Mania stuff, you should definitely try to check it out. It is a very different wrestling show, not in a bad way, but it is definitely different. Like, Schlong, I remember watching it a couple times and they like they pull all the way out to show when the ads are changing on the screen. <laughs> like, it's wild. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Um, Shlong, something else that was making the news this week. Uh, sort of was in the world of AEW and WWE. So, uh, for those who maybe don't know is, uh, apparently CM Punk showed up backstage this week at raw. Uh, and, uh, nobody really had, um, Nobody really had any idea that was happening. Um, So there was a report from PW Insider that maybe had some answers um, from uh, some sources uh, from Mike Johnson um, that you can sort of throw into whatever you're thinking. Uh, So he said Punk was in Florida last week for his regular side gig as color commentator for MMA promotion called Cage Fury Fighting Championships which has a show in Tampa uh, had a show in Tampa last Thursday, April 20th. And he was flying home to Chicago and several raw bound talent and staff who live in Florida were on the flight from them. He learned raw was at Rosemount, Illinois, uh, Rosemount, Illinois, all state arena, which uh, PW insider says is near where he lives in Chicago. So punk stopped by the arena before the show started and uh, was brought into the building by other talents. Uh, They said inside Punk went behind a closed door or had a secret meet or or he never, excuse me, went behind closed doors or had secret meetings with anyone. He was in a common area where uh, anyone who walked by could see him. Um, He met briefly with Paul Levesque or Triple H um, and their exchange was one or two minutes long. They shook hands. Punk asked if it was okay. He was there and if they uh, could talk, if chief uh, uh, if the chief content officer had time, Triple H said that he needed to check with the big guy, meaning Vince McMahon and Punk stayed in the same location and talked to some other talents who came by. That's when he spoke to The Miz and they apparently cleared the air from the time uh, when Punk was sort of working on WWE backstage uh, other people, the report says, who saw Punk greeted him warmly. Uh, some WTF reactions came from people who heard he was there, but didn't actually see or interact with him. Uh, and after about 20 minutes, security asked Punk to leave. He said goodbyes and left. That and all of the exchanges were said to be respectful. Sources deferred on uh why he was asked to leave. One said that it was because punk is under contract to AEW. So clearly that's not a thing that can happen. Another one pointed out that, uh, that wasn't an issue with having folks like Malachi black and Andrade attend WWE hall of fame ceremony earlier this month. And they said, maybe the history between punk and the company, particularly the legal history, uh, was why he was asked to leave. um, there was some speculation that was shot down that this was Punk seeing if the WWE would bring him back, saying that he's on their contract to AEW for a lengthy amount of time still, and that he also dismissed the idea. Johnson dismissed the idea that this was a publicity stunt on either Punk or AEW's part, and AEW and WWE people were shocked that Punk was there and even questioned whether the reports were fake or some sort of work. So, um, all of that's interesting. Uh, And Johnson closed sort of his report um, uh, by saying, so it just happened that Punk was at home in Chicago on the same day Raw was within minutes of his home and apparently said that uh, said hell with it and went over for a visit from all we've spoken to. It just happened to be the timing that led to Punk going there on a whim. Uh, So, Schlong, there has been a ton of talk, clearly about this Saturday show revolving around CM Punk with apparently rumors that Warner, uh, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery wants uh, CM Punk, um, you know, to be the flagship sort of person or talent on that show. Um, Punk is clearly a guy who knows how to work sort of wrestling media and his socials. I personally didn't read into any of this, and honestly, I thought at first it was all sort of fake news, but apparently it's not. Um, any take you have on this, does this stuff get you going in any way, or do you just really not care?
3: I don't care. I think he I think he knew what he was doing, but I just think that's him playing games to get attention. I think even to- Tony Khan might have known. I'd be like, sure, all at this point, it's not bad press for us, so go for it. I, I honestly just don't care.
0: You know, Shalong, we've talked about it. Uh, clearly our, um, clearly our, uh, our other cohost, uh, wants to see CM Punk back badly. Personally, I, I don't, I don't need it. Shalong. I don't need him back. I don't yearn for him to be back. Would it be big if he came back and everything was sort of settled and, you know, He uh, he was cool. Yeah, I guess. But like it doesn't for me at this point, it doesn't move the needle anymore. You know what I mean? If he comes back, he comes back. If not, I'll go on living my life. You know what I mean? Agreed. So that's some news on that. And then Schlong, this is something that maybe uh, maybe is of interest to you. But the latest episode of Dark Elevation that was uploaded to YouTube was a best of edition. Uh, Tony Shavani and Excalibur didn't mention why we were getting a clip show, but opening remarks about the show um, as a launching pad for homegrown talent raised a few eyebrows uh, and... Uh, their remarks are being reevaluated after a fans, uh, after fans who watch elevation on fight TV, noticed the description for episode 112. it says, don't miss this special and final episode of elevation. It's best of elevation airing on fight. The episode is throwing it back to some of the best matches that have graced our Monday nights over the years. So AEW hasn't officially uh, said anything about Elevation's future, but we're, we've been sort of thinking if they're going to put on another Saturday night show, right, a two hour televised program, doing away with one of these TV sh- or these YouTube shows sort of made sense. right? And I think uh, for Elevation to end makes sense, right, because when they started it, during the pandemic, it was a way for them to showcase indie talent and get them some some screen time, as well as their own talent. So if this is truly the end of Elevation Schlong, and we're basically just down to dark, um, it's not a bad thing. I will
3: remember you. Will you remember me? Don't let your Pissed by. does Are it have for okay. The memories. listen my heart is broken i don't even know what i'll do on mondays anymore
0: well you won't have to tweet anything live tweet anything on mondays um, I know,
3: which is probably better. It'll give me more energy for when I do it on Tuesday. So I could live tweet better because I've been slacking and I do. I mean, I'll still watch the wizards because I've been doing that on Mondays anyway, but it's still, it just, I can already feel
0: the hole in my heart. Where Elevation once was. Well, you know, the other interesting thing too is that if they're taping, so they did announce that they're doing some ring of honor tapings at the soundstage, right. And universal, but they are still taping it, um, at some of their live events too. So where, you know what I mean? Like it logistically too. just thinking about it, where would you tape dark and dark elevation and ring of honor? You know what I mean? If you don't have the soundstage, um, always sort of readily available, you know what I mean? Um for something so it it makes sense logistically to have to cut something um you know they take dark regular dark from me there will be blood i don't think i don't think they would cut dark i think you still need to have one show like that right where you have sort of indie talent or like people who they sort of have on this appearance sort of deal, um, to make
3: like they get a hundred and some thousand views a week on it. It would be stupid to get rid of it, but again, they why and no warning. You don't even give me proper time to
0: to process this you just do this well again this is all this is all speculation because it was he didn't saying they didn't they didn't he was there
3: tonight and saying they did not uh there was no they did not tape rampage they did not
0: tape elevation night they usually tape it at the live shows and he was there well i know that uh like because of some of the live rampages we've gone to and some other shows in the past like when when they were doing the live rampages at the end of last year and early this year uh, that me and Mrs. Money went to, um, they taped a whole bunch of dark stuff, which they then cut up into dark and dark elevation. You know what I mean? So, like, who knows? Maybe they taped a bunch of stuff, schlong, and they just didn't need to tape it this week, but they needed to tape some Ring of Honor. But it is odd that on Fight TV that would be the description but it's just weird that they wouldn't make an announcement, you know what i mean? like a firm announcement like hey, you know, the whole uh purpose of elevation was to showcase, you know, indie talent during the pandemic because they didn't have a way, you know, to work and we wanted to make sure that we were doing good for wrestling, right? Um now it's just not something that is needed, right? Um it's just weird that they would maybe quietly send it off you know, into the sunset, but I'm sorry, Schlong, two bad things for you tonight. The possible end of dark elevation and RJ city getting attacked and Marky Mark Kayfabe turning heel on you. We'll
3: remember you. Listen, I'm just, I'm just, I can't process this.
0: I, I, I need time. Well, it's been a big night. Schlong, I think you might have turned me on this Dynamite being a good show.
3: There was one bad match, one questionable decision
0: after a good match, but that's all. The rest was very good. I honestly think that the crowd was just dead and maybe affected what I thought about the show.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. I I can agree with that.
0: Well, here's what I can tell you, Schlong. Next week, we're going to be back. I won't be affected. Because I'll be back here with you and hopefully Kate next week. Um, so for now, why don't we tell the people where you'll be. Maybe on Mondays, but definitely on Tuesdays. You you can find me on
3: Tuesdays, just Tuesdays now. Maybe. I'm pretty sure just Tuesdays. Live tweeting dark you used to be able to find me. On Mondays, live tweeting dark elevation, but now it's just Tuesday's dark. And the rest of the week, you can find me at Mark Order Pod. Just interact with me. Don't be a jerk. Shlong, what do your Thursdays look like? I watch ROH.
0: You could fill the gap. You could fill the void. It's
3: not the same, my man. I know it's not. I the started same. with this. How
0: many years? This. It's why I'm here.
3: And they just ripped that up. They just ripped.
0: Well, I mean, Schlong, if you uh, if you would like next week, I'm not giving you homework to do. But if you would like next week, if it does turn out that there is no elevation next week, if you'd like to come to our Wednesday night show and give a uh, retrospective on elevation, maybe maybe a um, maybe a eulogy.
3: As long as we, I will remember.
0: That just has to play the whole thing because
3: I'm just, I, you know what? Yes, I'm going to eulogize Elevation next week if it's not on Monday. I agree with that. I accept that. I'm doing it.
0: Okay. Hey, and as I said, we're working on, and again, I mean, I have to give some sort of royalties to uh, Slonamite. We're working on some possible bonus content. The many men of Mrs. Money. Uh. Or maybe, maybe we even expand that a little bit. The many men of AEW or the many men in AEW of Mrs. Money, whatever. The many AEW men of Mrs. Money. Wow. That is a mouthful, but I like it. Um, We're working on the possibility of that. We'll keep you posted, but I like the idea of that. She liked the idea of that. So we would do some bonus content and throw it up after the fact. But, um... Uh, let us know if that is something that sounds like a good idea for those people who maybe didn't catch it live or didn't hear that part of the show. If you'd be into the idea of some bonus content where, uh, Mrs. Money, I would go through the current AEW roster with Mrs. Money where she would, uh, talk about who she's into and who she's not into and put them sort of into her different boyfriend, uh, ranks. It's something we're, we're kicking around doing. Uh, we also do other bonus shows here on this, this, uh, show, uh, when they have like sort of their battle of the belts or ring of honor, you know, pay-per-views and stuff like that, or even pay-per-views here. Um, so, uh, we definitely have that and we're here every, uh, every Wednesday. So make sure you come back and check us out next week. As Schlong said, find us on our socials, follow him on Twitter at Mark Pod. Um, follow us on Instagram, on TikTok. You know that's something else, Schlong. I think we might need to find a Mark who wants to cut up some video snippets for us, so we can throw those on our socials to spice things up a little bit. Because
3: uh, I'm not a good TikToker. I gotta I gotta figure out if I got that TikTok gene in me.
0: It's not even like being good at TikTok. It's just, uh, it's just like. Snipping out pieces of this show that we think would be good, wrestling related or not, that can get some people's attention. So it's not but. me going on
3: TikTok and just saying tock on the clock and the party don't stop tonight.
0: No, no, not a Kesha guy. I'm just, I'm not into Kesha. Sorry. Sorry, Shlong. I know you gave me the face. Slona might, well, we can work something out. We can work out a deal for the name. Trust me, that's a that's a big one. I know you're saying name for a t shirt. That might be able to happen. Um. So anyway, follow us on our socials at Mark Order If if you honestly, shlong, I'm going to throw it out there. If you want to be a a mark an intern for us and cut up some snippets of this show, uh, get in touch with me. <laughs> get in touch with me. DM me at Ant Money and we'll talk about it. But. Follow at Mark Pod Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, YouTube. All of those accounts have our uh, a link tree in our profile. Uh, and you could find all of our uh, links where you can listen to us on podcast, forum, all our socials. If you want to support us for free, uh, you can uh, request free stickers. Give us your full name, your full mailing address, the country you live in. Drop us your email too in case I have any questions about your address and we'll send you out some free Mark order podcast stickers. We ship them all over the world. Schlong. I just sent some to Austria for Kratzo. I sent some to Canada for SJ. Uh, so, um, so we'll send them anywhere in the world. So uh, request those stickers for free and we will get them out to you. If you'd like to support us uh, monetarily, head over to our Pro Wrestling Tea store. We have a link right in our link tree where you can get over to our Pro Wrestling Tea store or you can go to prowrestlingtees.com slash markorderpod or just go to Pro Wrestling Tees and search for the Mark Order Podcast. Uh, and our uh, store will pop right up. We've got four shirts for sale, two front prints, two double prints. Uh, so uh, anything you uh, buy from us there helps us put money back into the show to be able to keep doing stuff for y'all. Uh, so, uh, beyond that, we want to thank everybody for watching along with us tonight for checking in Caden, jumping in late, uh, Marky Mark going heel on schlong, Jesse Ozog, Slona Mike for coming up with a great name. Asian Joe was in early, uh, Gordon post check in Ricardo. Uh, let's see. Sorry. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I'm sure I'm forgetting a ton of people. Pedro. Uh, I think I hit mostly everybody. Brendan, uh, or Brunden was checking us out. So, um, thank you for checking us out. If you are listening in podcast form, we appreciate you checking us out. Um, anybody who's watching on YouTube or listening in podcast form, uh, if you give us a, uh, a subscribe, a like, a rate review that helps us completely on all those platforms wherever you listen, or if you're watching us on YouTube. So if you could take a few moments to just do those things, it really helps us out. You might think it doesn't, but it really does. Uh, and if you've never tried watching us in uh, video form, go over to the YouTube and check that, uh, check out our YouTube page. Who knows? Will Schlong, um, when he does his eulogy next week, be, uh, you know, in, at a grave site, Perhaps, uh, you know, in, uh, in funeral attire, we'll see. I'm not saying you have to be schlong, but who knows? schlong Schlong has been known. Schlong has been known to show up in a, in proper attire. He's shown up for cowboy day in his cowboy hat with his, uh, with his bandana. We've had guests pop in like rate, the great, uh, like the captain, like a concerned citizen. Uh, we've seen Matt take off his shirt. We've heard Matt's cats get into a blood curdling fight. Watching us in video form is hilarious. So all of that lives, um, lives on YouTube. So check us out if you want. Other than that, uh, you just find me here uh on the mark order podcast when Wednesday, the wednesdays at 10 15 after dynamite goes off the air schlong do you have something to say it looks like you're grinning or are you just thinking no, of? no no nothing okay. i'm thinking of something but we're not nothing then we will talk about it after we go off the air behind closed doors we don't have to work out everything on the air but certainly we have a few things so as we said tonight um uh for those uh who didn't hear it earlier we usually put polls up, or we're going to start putting polls up on our Spotify, so be sure to check out whatever polls we have in the episode, even if you're not listening in podcast form. Check it out. We're going to try to put some polls up there just to see what people are thinking. Leave us comments on what you think about the shows, what we what works, what doesn't work. You know, we, we see it all. So uh, let us know. Uh, interact with us on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. I'm rambling now. Let's let's get out of here. What do you say, Shlong? We've got some... Uh, Good night. We got some back-end work to do. We'll see you all next week. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We are part of the Shining Wizards Network. We will see you all next week. Concludes the Mark Order Podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.